A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Welcome to the Nimbic Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. I'm Captain Kevin Favor, sitting in with Logman, Captain Kirk Waltz, Chris Wayne, spinning the hits. Yo. Good morning, guys. We're all here. Big family. Ah, we're morning. here. Yeah. Good morning. Chris, i got to ask you. Okay, ask me. Have you ever heard of a uh, country, no. country singer oh. by the name of Cody Jinx? Cody yeah, Jinx. Oh yeah. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I've heard. I've heard that he is selling tickets like hotcakes for his upcoming show. Yeah, I'm going tonight. Oh, is that the one? Nice. Yeah, tonight. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That'll be a really good show. It's gonna be a good show. Yeah, I, I, uh, the venue, Daly's Place, is awesome. Right. Great I've only been to Daly's Place one time because yeah. I'm you know Great venue. I'm, 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 I'm kind of go to St. Augustine Amphitheater. Yeah, that's you know, right. When, oh, yeah. You, know, you kind of wait for that. But The amp is uh, Yeah, yeah. I got the invite, and I was like, hell yeah. So, uh, Chris, are you going to be playing a little Cody Jenks for us yeah. today? No. Yeah. Why not? I don't know. Well, come on, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> you asked. What's his most famous song? Well, Eeyore. Um, <laughs> he's got some, you know, so I don't know. When I was invited, here's the thing. I, I So I started... I, Downloading his music, and I thought, well, hell, he's on all my playlist. Okay, I just yeah. didn't know. Just it. didn't know. Yeah, what yeah. yeah, you know, because he's yeah. not a he's not a Nashville guy, right? You know, right. he's kind of an independent guy. But um, yeah, so I started listening to his music. I'm like, he's oh, he's kind of a rabble rouser. He isn't is. He? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He's a little. He's kind of one of those uh, the the modern day Hank Williams. That's exactly Waylon what I said. Jennings. That's exactly yeah. what I said. Yeah. Of, you yeah. know. Yeah. That's funny. That's exactly how I explained him to my dad. Last That'll be a good show. Yeah, I'm look, look uh, it'll going. be a rowdy with with us. Yeah. So it's myself. Well, there's four of us. Myself, uh, obviously, Carrie and Kyle Summerall, and his wife Dana. Nice. Yeah. Is that yeah. Pat related to Pat Summerall? That's his son. Oh, get yeah. out! Yeah, that's his son. You, wow, uh, I was making some lame old dad joke. No, no, yeah, that's that's, that's he awesome. Got, does, does he got the uh, like a dad's old? Bus, you know that he they used to, like drive behind. You, you you would never know that's Pat's son. Okay, <laughs> I'm just Kyle's great. You guys yeah. go tailgate, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're going to we're going to um, um, Intuition Aleworks. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. right there oh, at right the corner. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. going to meet there at four thirty because the nice. show starts at six. So that mm. you know, four thirty. Uh huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. mean, come on, man. Make a day of That's it. Like night, two night. hours of priming up. <laughs> mm. uh, yep. You'll be, you'll, uh, you'll be uh, red if, hot. If, if you see me, if you rolls see me at 6 o'clock, just say hi. <laughs> say hey. hi. Yeah. Cody, yeah. you're my favorite ever. <laughs> I love you. Oh. <laughs> Here are my panties. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, don't, yeah, don't be throwing your panties like Gordon did. Oh, the, uh, gosh, yeah. gosh, I think it was Charlie Daniels' concert. <laughs> yeah, he was up there yeah. throwing his underwear yeah. on stage. Oh, it was gosh. embarrassing. It was embarrassing. No, he did yeah, he really? Oh, yeah. 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 And the crazy thing is, is that it's not the kind of underwear you'd expect a man to wear. <laughs> not good. I don't think I need that you picture don't, this well, morning. I, oh, I, I almost eaten. got in trouble. Oh, wow. Eaten. This show yeah. went sideways in a hurry. I haven't eaten <laughs> yeah. my breakfast this morning. Yeah. We are three yeah. minutes and 57 seconds in, and yeah. pff, there it goes. There it goes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a but we got a busy show today. We got a busy show. Yes, we do. We have uh, United States Coast Guard Auxiliary Commodore Rick Saunders coming in. Mm-hmm. Going to talk a little boating safety, and uh, with the holiday weekend coming up next weekend, uh, look, uh, the, the Coast Guard Auxiliary does an, a, an amazing job of making sure that people are educated and teaching them. And and so we're going to have him on and talk about safety and boating. Yep, safe boating weekend, is it? Uh, is or it this week? weekend or next weekend? I think it's... it's I can't remember. See if you can find I it. I will find it. And then we're going to have Paul Dozier mm-hmm. of the old school Kingfish Shootout, the second in command there. We couldn't get the A-lister. Right. His wife. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll have to settle for Paul. Right. You know, uh, yeah, I know, Chris. I know. I mean, it's, oh, you know, you, you like you like to get the the headliner sometimes. Exactly. But you just yeah. can't. Right. Yeah, all the sometimes time. you right. got to get the opening. Yeah, act. so this is safe, uh, safe Boating is May 20th through May 26th. National Safe Boating. So okay. Boating so, so it's, yeah. uh, which today. is good because yeah. it's leading up to. Memorial Day weekend. Oh which is, yes, which is crazy. Which is a little crazy. It's a little. It's, it's, it's only number active. two to Fourth of July. It's active. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah because um, Labor Day weekend, it's schools back in. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's September. Yeah, kind of over it. They, they you know, dying but, off yeah. a little bit. Yeah. But the boating thing this week and this weekend coming up, it gets a little wonky, crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yes. appreciate uh, 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 William or Bill. For setting it up with the uh, Coast Guard Auxiliary Herbert, he uh, been texting slash uh, messaging back and forth on Facebook. I guess you would say. Mm-hmm. So uh, so cool. I'm yeah. looking forward to that. Hey, uh, just just out of curiosity, I'm totally changing the subject here. But did you see the message on our Facebook with the crane fighting the turkey? I did no. not see that. Oh, you got to see it. It is the Sandhill Crane has a has a chick. Do we, a, a small, is this, is it posted? It is, yeah, it's posted. And, 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 and for some reason, this gobbler is chasing this bird around. And then a, another adult sandhill crane comes in and they go at it, man. Really? It, now, wait a minute. It's posted it, where? I'll, I'll, I'll hang on. I'll, uh, is it, so it's, we haven't posted it. We haven't posted okay. it. No, no, no. But no. we will. We will. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because it's that good. I mean, it's it on is, a message board for it, us. It, it, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Public can't see that. So. Right, I'm sorry. Yeah, this was. I, I know that, but I, I was asking you guys if you. I saw haven't it. seen it. What was the guy's name? Uh, I'm, I'm looking it up. Hang on. Just, well, don't. I mean, we're yep, telling. Yep, yeah. Exactly. Well, I'm just trying I to find it. I can't see it. I mean, people are gonna be like, "Well, what are you talking about? Someone can't see for." Yeah. So you know? it's Jason <laughs> Fashner. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll uh, 
We'll get that posted okay. in the next yeah. couple of days. But a sandhill crane versus a turkey. Yeah, that's what it is. Sandhill crane versus turkey. We and almost had a um, sandhill crane versus Merle yesterday at Gordon's. Oh. Ooh. I tried to get him to get after him, but he was like, nah. he was like, Dad, them things are pretty big. <laughs> yeah, I'm not stupid, Dad. Yeah. You know? I'm not like stupid, stupid. Right. They, and they make a funny sound. Yeah, they do make a yeah. funny sound. It's beautiful, especially they I know are, when we're hunting down in Fargo or up in Fargo, yeah. and they fly that that route, that, and you can hear them way up there that making that call. call. That is so cool. And I, I, I can't even, I can't even try to imitate yeah. it. Yeah, something yeah. like that's that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. that's pretty good. Yeah, and you get them way up there, and they're way up, and you'll look up. Yeah. They'll be a thousand feet up there, and they'll be flying in a V yep. formation. That's the coolest thing. I've only seen them on the Swanee River one time. So the only came place that, 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 that where they're you obviously you saw some in northeast Florida, but uh, when we used to hunt at Floorhome, mm-hmm. they had them out there. Yeah, they had uh, a bunch uh, of them middle, which is middle of the state middle of the for state. people kind yeah. of re- yeah, Tommy Clay's not yep. quite to Gainesville, but on the way down that right. way. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember yep. that for people that don't know. But we we had a we had a good week on Facebook. A couple cool pictures that we had up. The, uh, the remember the when I was up in North Carolina last weekend, I was telling you guys about the picture of the two hawks on yeah. top of the flagpole. Yeah. We posted that this week. I mean, what a what a moment! I yeah, mean, absolutely. How, how, how often do you get to see a pair yeah. of hawks sitting on top of the flagpole for our great American flag? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. Way cool. Great opportunity. So that was a cool picture, and then uh, some hogs and guana, which is funny because those pictures I took actually. Right before the gator mating session began, uh-huh. mm-hmm. right. So I was like, "Why?" I mean, like Mutual of Omaha Wild Kingdom <laughs> that day. That's a pretty, uh, pretty wild place down there. It is. It's so thick. It really so, is. You know what? So glad the state bought that. I oh, had, oh, I, yeah. I had, I had the coolest conversation with my dad last night, and uh, you know, because we fenced in six hundred acres, and uh, of of guana mm-hmm. uh, when it was owned by SWD Stockton Watley and Davin, and uh, what is that? Real estate company. That was a real estate company that owned that whole thing. Yeah, they owned uh, the Ponte uh, Vedra uh, Club uh, and everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah and, way back when. And and I, I was I was asking because I was really trying to figure out the time frame of of how old Dad was at that time because he had one of those giant bow saws, uh, chainsaws. You know what I mean? The old the old oh, yeah. bow style. And bow those style. Were, those were bad. It's like a big loop. It's like a big loop. Okay, chainsaw. Chainsaw. Yeah. That had a big. The lumber, yeah. it's a lumber saw. Yeah, for cutting and down big trees. And and yeah. and so we had, called a bow saw. Yeah, it's yeah. called okay. a bow saw. So so we we had an auger. We had for fence posts. For fence posts. Now was that manual or was that manual. motorized? Oh God, no! It was manual. How did how did you have you use you turn it by hand? So you crank it right up. You, it's, it's, it's above gas. your head. It's gas, and, and oh, you've got gas. handles. And I got you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we had an auger. We had a chainsaw. Heavier than all get out, I bet. Because, oh, you know, motors back terrible. then weren't light. It, I, I, they weren't made of aluminum. I was asking Dad about this last night because I was thinking, my God, we fenced in that whole thing. You he guys had, did. Yeah, Dad and I, basically. 600 acres. Yeah. And, and, and here's the that's, thing. That's basically, we, a 600 acres is almost a square right, mile, so was, if people want it, that's four miles of fence. We, we, we would have weekends. When everybody would go, mm-hmm. but during the week it was it was dad night. That was it. Mm-hmm. But and we cut all of our own post. Um, we out of out of what cedars? Cedar. Yeah. Okay. So those posts are still there. Still there. Oh hell yeah. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah, they're 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 still there. But I mean, I was I was just asking last time. I go, how old were you, Dad? He said I was. It was it was. Um, he said it took us six months, and he said I was thirty nine to forty years old. 
I'm like, dude, you were a badass. Yeah. I mean, do that. holy crap, the yeah. stuff we went through. I mean, just, you know, you think about the swamps and, and it, it and I have no idea. Yeah, you I, didn't you have know, these track. Uh, you know, I was ten years old. And, you know, no, 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 no. Dad, <laughs> dad would, dad would say, get in the truck, because we would cut a pile of post, mm-hmm. and then we would, we would take a pile and and unload it, and then I would take the truck back and have to have to load that truck. At ten years old, all by myself, you know, fifty posts or whatever. I'm loading, drive it back, unload those down. Um, you know. What six hundred yeah. yards from where we were? It was fun, man. Ugh. I don't know why, but it was it was it was awesome. That's a lot of work. It was, the it woods. Was, it was nothing a lot about of work. being in the woods. This yeah, fun stuff. Yeah, you know. I mean, I didn't. I never hesitated at all to. What I was, remember. What was the craziest thing you ever saw back then? Because you know, guana. Just to let people know, wow. it's it's kind of a, it's a strip of land. That lies between the coastline and the intercoastal, and so there's a lot of high ground in there. So the I mean the craziest thing that ever happened to us was uh, Jay and I Uh-oh. were were camping, and 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 what I'm not exaggerating when I tell you this. Dad would drop us off on Friday, say I'll see you guys on Sunday. We had I had my over and under, and I, we had some fishing rods anyway. We had a tent, we had a place set up in what we called the cow pen and it was 1 a.m you know cold as hell mm-hmm. and uh we hear this dude there's nothing around. i'm like what in the hell is that it's getting louder is it consistently just oh yeah it's getting louder and 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 so you know here's two 11 year olds in the middle of the woods you know there's an opening where the cow pasture is and 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 literally, we, so it's an animal sound. No, it's an engine sound. Engine sound. It's an engine sound. Okay. So we like car we, boat. Yeah, not yeah. Sure. We're not sure. Okay. And and <laughs> we come out of the tent like what? And and all of a sudden, this light in the sky, this giant light, just beams right down on us. <laughs> Aliens. Aliens. Mm. Oh yeah, y'all totally. are y'all are. Pulling out the we're, guns, thinking no, we're, we're hugging to, each other. This is it, dude. We're we're, we're going we're, down. We're going down. You're you're gonna go. This is it. You're going bye bye. And uh, you and, and ET. And, and and this thing keeps going by, and the light stays on us, and then it like goes off. It was a Goodyear blimp. No, that's hilarious. Yeah. Now, <laughs> <laughs> for the players, honestly, Jake can collaborate. Why did they put the light on you to scare the hell out of us? I guess. <laughs> They probably looked you know, down had, and said, we had, "Hey, we, we had there's a, little, a tent in the middle of the nowhere well, right well, here." And, and, and we had we had a little fire, campfire. Oh, that's campfire. why. Yeah, that's why. You know, and they just they 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 lit us up with this giant. They were probably like, there laughing, going, "Oh, don't kids, you know? That, yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely." Can you? And by the time by the time the light hits you, you couldn't see. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, you're like, "Oh my God, what is that?" I mean, you know, literally. You thought you were going to get dude, tr- one a.m. at Let's, eleven years old. You're and then at that time you're watching Star Trek. So there's and close encounters of the third kind. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Et. Yeah, yeah. that's too funny. Phone yeah. home, Kevin. Yeah, oh, you're home. gonna get beamed, but anyway, that get was, beamed up. That's that's the craziest thing yeah. I've ever seen. That was I, probably for the the players' championship. It was. Yeah. I'm sure it was. T- yeah, because TPC. because it, that would have been that would have been March, right? Which yeah. is bass fishing time, which is all I did in in Squirrel March hunting. and April. Yeah, yeah. Squirrel hunting, hog so, hunting. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, let's do a weather and then a tides before we take a break and bring in Mr. Rick Saunders from the Coast Guard Auxiliary. 
Now, what do you got, Kirk? You got the weather or you do got the tides? Uh, which one you want me to do? You, you get the weather, and I'm going to pull up the tides. I got it. And it's going to be the tides for Mayport, and the tides are always brought to you by Angie Subs, right there at the corner of Beach and Penman. And if you haven't been there, when you go in there, I got a suggestion. Order the crispy french fries tater tot mix to go along with one of the named subs. <laughs> don't buy like, oh, let me just have a ham and cheese, please. Okay, don't be boring. Uh, get something that has a name. You mean I can't get a turkey sandwich? You, well, you can. No. Yeah. It's so something that has turkey on Get a My Wife Kick Me Out okay, if you okay. want has, turkey okay, because okay, that actually a, has smoked Del Rio. chicken I like the Jack Or a Del Rio. I like the Del Rio. Or a Del Rio. Yeah. Okay. I think that would be a good one. All right. It's Tides at Mayport. Today at uh, 9.59 a.m. is going to be a high tide. That's a 4.23. 3.30 this afternoon is going to be the low tide, and that's a 0.18. And then tomorrow, if you're making plans for Sunday fishing, 4.24 a.m. is your low tide. 10.43 a.m. is your high tide. And that's your tides brought to you each and every week by the best sub shop in Jacksonville and the best French fries. And and I'll give a quick story. So we're in Davidson, North Carolina, Charlotte Mm -hmm. area for Dylan's graduation last weekend. We go to a place and we order French fries. And Taylor's first comment this ain't Angie's. I said, I know. It's disappointing to eat French fries anywhere else just, just, just because they suck compared to Angie's. Well, and the other thing is just having a fresh bread sub. Mm-hmm. Like not no, just, ain't no doubt. Not out of a bag that was put in an oven and warmed up. Like All right, that's enough for Eddie. He doesn't pay anyway. any more than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Now let's do a weather report brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville. A lot of east winds this week, folks, so oh. I smelled a lot of smoked meat coming up from the old Bearded Pig to mm-hmm. my house. It was very annoying. Mm. Gosh, it's How hard do they to do that <laughs> perfectly every time? I know. I, I tell you what, if I walk outside and I can smell it, I'm like, golly, it's it's just so mm-hmm. alluring. It just draws you in. And it just and it hangs in your nostrils even when you go it back does. in. We took the family there the week uh, week before Jeez. we went to Davidson. Hanging nostrils. It latches onto your face. I had a chopped brisket sandwich with coleslaw mm. on top and sweet oh. sauce, and mm. it was money. Yeah, that brisket there melt yep. your mouth. Anyway. Weather brought to you by the Bearded Pig today. Northeast winds 5 to 10, seas 3 to 4 feet. To kind of a sucker day. Be careful. Southeast 5 to 10 tonight, seas 2 to 4, 8 seconds. Sunday, south winds 5 knots, becoming east in the afternoon, seas 2 to 4. I'm hoping it's going to be pretty tomorrow. I want to go out there tomorrow. This, this insurance stuff's getting beat up. Monday, <laughs> northeast we'll winds 5 to 10, increasing 10 to 15, seas 2 to 3. Tuesday, northeast, 15 to 20, mm. increasing to 20 to 25. Mm. Can you believe Are you this? kidding me? Yeah. May, we're getting a northeast blow yeah. like that yeah. cold, cold in front. the wide world of Yikes. sports, I, I know the temperatures um, up in Georgia are, are supposed to be dropped down in like the 60s. Wow. It's going like to hit us Tuesday again for Tuesday. Wednesday so you got two days of it. Wednesday, northeast, 10 to 15, 15 to 20, seas 5 to 6. And I can't go any further. I'm just telling you. <laughs> It's so bad. We've had some northeasters this spring. It's terrible. Well, we had some gorgeous weather this week. Oh, my gosh. I got off four days offshore this week. Uh, Are you kidding me? It was was like heaven. Mm. Throw the net twice, fill up both live wells, and and just go. Man, it was so much fun. Well, hopefully it calms down before next weekend. Yeah. Because uh, the holiday weekend, a lot of people are going to be out on the boats. We don't need to have any issues. So let's take a break now. And then uh, when we come back, 
We're going to have Mr. Rick Saunders from the U.S. Coast Guard Auxiliary right here in studio joining us right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. On the road again. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Hey, look, if, uh, if, if you're wanting to get a different firearm for hunting season. I want to get a different firearm for, for uh, hunting season. Okay. How, how do I do that? There's only one place to go, and that's Wild West Guns and Go. Go see Victor and the boys there. And uh, they will get you outfitted from scope to rifle to mounts to sling to uh, carrying case everything. They're at Wild West Guns and Gold. And uh, back here in studio, we have Mr. Rick Saunders from the United States Coast Guard Auxiliary, and he is a Commodore. Is that right? Yes, but Rick is fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to make sure we uh, you know, don't yeah, have titles that's here. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Commodore. That's, uh, that's easier yeah, to Commodore. spell. <laughs> I like Commodore, though. That's I do. Of, it kind of yeah, sounds, yeah, you know, yeah, really official, important. Yeah. Hey, thank you for coming in. Thank you for having me. And uh, you and Bill are in studio, and Bill is uh, your booking agent from the Coast Guard. So... Uh, You've been involved, you told me, with the Coast Guard for 12 years? Yep, that's correct. Thank you. And uh, I, I, the funny thing is, is my first question to Rick during the break was, is how do you get involved with something like the Coast Guard? And, and it was interesting what you said. You said, look, I was not military. I was an active duty Coast Guard. It's something that you got involved with because you were a sailor? That's correct. I was a sailor and knew I could be better. So I had a friend who was also in the auxiliary, and he said, hey, this is a great way to learn about boating safety, how to be better on the water. So where was the first place that you actually maybe took an auxiliary course? Santa Cruz, California. Really? Yeah. And you were a uh, military brat growing up, so you, you bounced correct. around all over the place. Yep, moved around a lot. Santa and Cruz was a nice area, and it's a fun area to sail in. And, and it's interesting um, – we were talking during the break. How many different places were you exposed to growing up as a military kid? Let Roll them off to the tip of your tongue, the, the cities or wherever you've been. Oh, Iceland, England, Denmark, uh, New Jersey, uh, Long Island, D.C., uh, Sacramento. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. A few. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so sailing, how did that come about? It was just something that was always interesting to me. You knew people that sailed. It was fun. Yeah. Uh, kind of the challenge of moving with the wind. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Did you yeah. start like a lot of people with that little mini Hobie kind of single sail uh, thing? I did, actually. Um, we had a little lake there, and I had it. what's called a Force 5. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a laser. So okay. A, a was sailing. it a Hobie, or was it something else? No. Um, think of it as a uh, – oh, what's the – ubiquitous small one like a sunfish or a laser it's a yeah. something small it's, it's like a laser yeah okay yeah. so started with that but as you started going out in bigger water you know what's the inevitable that happens yeah you need yeah. a bigger boat always get yeah. bigger <laughs> yeah you always go bigger so with, with the coast guard auxiliary that this is a boating awareness week coming up and next weekend is the holiday weekend which is one of the busiest weekends on the water probably in our country um, next yes, to 4th of July. Yep, it's really interesting. So this is actually the kickoff of National Safe Boating Week. It's something that's been going on since 1958, believe it or not. Oh, wow. wow. We're really lucky here in Florida. You know, when's our boating season? 
pretty all much, year round. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much all year yeah. round. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of the country, this is sort of the kickoff of the voting season. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's an event really every year to highlight safety things to the voting public. What can they do to be safer? You know, we're really lucky. The Coast Guard actually keeps statistics on boating incidents. Last year, incidents went down. There were less people hurt on the water. Really? Which Which is surprising because, I mean, the the number of boaters did not go down. Oh, Lord, no. Correct. Yeah. (laughs) And for the last couple of years, it had been increasing. So it's really nice to see it's starting to tick down. But unfortunately, there's still too many people out there that get hurt. Mm -hmm. And really what the auxiliary is trying to do, and it's a group organization. It's actually run by the National Safe Boating Council. But the auxiliary, the power squad, and the Coast Guard, awful lot of organizations local law enforcement, if you will, are all part of Safe Boating Week, trying to let people know what's going on, how they can be safer. You know, it's like one of the things we try to emphasize with people is a simple one, wear a life jacket. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right. Unfortunate statistic is about 80% of the people that drowned, well, they're not wearing a life jacket. Mm -hmm. You know, inflatables, very easy to wear, very comfortable, helps people be safe. You know, I'm sure as you guys go out, you know, Hopefully your customers are wearing them, and hopefully you're being the example in wearing them. Right. You know, so that's just one of the things that people can do to, to be, be better. Right. Better, safer, safer for themselves, safer for the families. Well, with today's technology, too, with the auto inflates, you know, a guy hits the water, a woman hits the water, a child hits the water, and it automatically inflates. That's you know, correct. The, yep. the Mustang jackets. Yeah, one of the funny little things with an inflatable, you know, as a uh, boater, how many life, life jackets do you have to have on the boat? One per person. One, right. one for everybody. Yeah. yeah. An inflatable only counts if you're wearing it. Right. Okay, so oh. if it's in your hatch, it doesn't count. It doesn't count. Yeah, you're not yeah. – uh, yeah, so if you get pulled over for safety inspection from Coast Guard yep. and you've got an inflatable in your hatch and somebody's not wearing it and that's the exact number of life jackets you have, you could get a ticket. Yep, and that's actually one of the interesting differences between the auxiliary and the Coast Guard. So we'll go out and we'll talk about them. We do boating inspections. We mm-hmm. look at the boat. We don't do law enforcement. As right. we tell people, if something's wrong with your boat, you know who we tell? You. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We don't report it. Our goal is not to give you a ticket. Our goal is not to keep you off the water. Our goal is to make you safe. Right. So there are boating inspections going on in a lot of different areas this week. Anybody that's interested in one, uh, I hate giving URLs on radio because nobody's going to remember it, but it's pretty simple. You simply go to CGOX, C-G-A-U-X, like Coast Guard Auxiliary, dot org. C-G-O-X dot org. Yep. Right okay. on the upper left-hand corner, there's two little buttons. One is, I want a vessel safety check. And you click on that, and it automatically goes out to people. They'll come out and look at your boat. Do you have the equipment that's required? Do you have optional equipment that is a good idea? You know, mm-hmm. a silly one. An anchor. <laughs> Should yeah. you have an anchor on a boat? Yeah, you need an anchor Always. on a boat. Yeah. Do you have to have an anchor on a boat? You don't have to. You don't have to have an anchor on a boat. You don't even have to have dock lines. Right? So there's a lot of things that we go over with people in right. terms of what is safe, what should you have, what do you need to have. When they pass, we give them what we call a safety inspection sticker. It goes on the boat. I tell people it's not a get out of jail free card. Mm-hmm. No. Right? It isn't going to stop you from getting boarded if you're doing something dumb. But if law enforcement is going by and they see the sticker, they're going to go, hey, he's at least had his boat looked at. He's probably better off than somebody else. Well, I know you came out to us 
couple of years ago at Mayport and talked to all the charter boat captains, uh, went through Steve Mullen's boat. Uh, Chris Kell was there, Jeremy Alvarez, a bunch of us. Nothing to find in Steve's boat. No, that guy's a little tight. Yeah. Yeah. He keeps his crap crap straight, that's for sure. But it was kind of nice for you to come out and and go through the checklist because charter boat captains are held to a higher standard, you Mm -hmm. know? Yep. And there are other things that we need to carry to keep everybody that's in the boat safe for safe boating. Yeah. And that is another activity that the auxiliary does. We have people going out and doing those charter boat captains or fishing vessel exams. Right. You know, all sorts of different things. Each thing that the auxiliary does. We're trained to do it. We actually follow, to the most part, if you will, the same requirements that the active duty has. How many How many people are in your group, the Coast Guard Auxiliary in Jacksonville? In the Jacksonville area, it's an organizational structure, if you will. The division that's basically uh, St. Augustine up to Fernandina has about mm. 260 people really? in it. Wow. Yeah. So, so wow. my question is, when you... When you when you talk about you'll come out and do an inspection, you come out to your house? They will come out to your house. They will meet you at a marina. Wow. Okay. I didn't know that. I, now, I've, I've had the inspection done at the ramp, you know, when yes. you guys were there and it's voluntary. Uh, it's like, hey, why don't you go through this and let me know? So you know. I'm at the website, which uh-huh. you said to go to, cgaux.org, yes, cgaux.org, and they're on the left-hand side. I click on the get a safety uh, vest. Uh, Get a have a courtesy vessel safety check at your boat, and you literally put in your name and your address, and uh, you put in your boat availability, and you'll get a, a reply from somebody about setting up this inspection. The wonders of modern technology, which, which is amazing. But my next question is: Is that does Jacksonville, the Coast Guard Auxiliary Group, have their own specific web page or website? Um. Most of the units, like the division, has a website. Mm-hmm. The flotillas, which is sort of the base organization, all have a website. Yeah. Um, but I like to tell people, if you're looking for one that has the most accurate up, updated go, information. Go to the main one. Right. It goes to the main one, and okay. it links to all of the local units. The uh, um, so There's some things that happen with boating and boaters that is just, I don't know what the proper word is. Sometimes it's just foolish how some of them go about it. Are you an Instagram guy, Rick? Not very much, to be honest with you. <laughs> okay. Have you guys ever seen the qualified captain on Instagram or any of the social media platforms? I have not. Have you, Bill? I have got to show you guys this. <laughs> You're going to love it. Y'all might really get <laughs> what, your, what is he? Get your it, angst it up is if you see that. The greatest collection of videos of people that have absolutely no clue what they're doing with a boat. Or at the boat ramp. Is that like the uh, weekend entertainment? Yeah. We're going to go down to the boat ramp. And yeah. Yeah. It's their the boat? best. <laughs> I, I, times I'm, two. Rick, I'm just telling you for your own personal enjoyment, you got to get an Instagram account and you got to follow the qualified captain. <laughs> it will entertain you for hours. Some of the videos that they get. And I don't know how they get it. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah. But it's like everything that you're trying to correct is the videos that they're showing the people doing wrong. And it's, it's unbelievable. You know, one of the other things the auxiliary does is we actually teach boating safety classes. Mm-hmm. So right under that link that you saw, there's another one that says, hey, I'm interested in taking a boating safety class. I'm clicking on it now. So you put in your zip code really hard, and then it comes up with a list of all the available classes, where it is, when it is, what they're going to be covering. 
Okay, there it is. That's a very small little thing there at, at first when you put in zip code, but it's there. I'm putting in zip code. Let's see, zip on, code. On, on an average, I, and, and let's just say March, April, how many requests do you get for people from people that, that want you to come and inspect their boats? I mean, is it thousands? Is no, it, it's, it is not thousands. It's not, okay, it's not. Yeah. It, the yeah. vast majority of them are people like you guys that were approached on the ramp when an auxiliarist or members of the power squadron are out right. there, and they, they solicit you. They say, are you interested in doing it? Right. Because it's like the boating safety classes, majority of people haven't taken one. No, they haven't, and they need to. Yeah, they yeah. really should, just yeah. to get the basic understanding. Yeah. Um, particularly, we have one for... The other half of the family that isn't necessarily the skipper of the boat. Right. They want to know, what should I do if something happens? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is because some people aren't going to be running the boat, and that's a great thing to have, what happens if something happens. I just typed in uh, the Jacksonville zip code into the classes thing. Yes, sir. It popped up uh, June 3rd, eight hours with a one-hour lunch break. It is a Boat America course. Uh, I guess the contact there is Frank Sam Samprisi. 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 Thank you. And Actually, if you want to know the fact, when oh. I leave here, guess where I'm going? Where? Come on, you have to guess. Um, you're going to go to class. class. That's that's right. Right. Really? <laughs> yes. So that's, that's good. Not, but that's the one. That one's not on the schedule here. That must have been. Um, it's because it's already. It's already, it's already been. I got you. The class has actually already started. Which is amazing. The, the, they've updated their site very quickly. There's a lot of websites <laughs> don't do that. And then there's a class in July uh, taught by Frank. It's Boat America class as well. So it's like there's one, it seems to be there's one every month. Yeah, and it's actually a little bit farther if you go out. Depending upon there's a put in your zip code and how far away do I want to go. Mm-hmm. As you increase the mileage, you'll have more classes. But we're not talking great distances. It's, right. you know, Green Cove Springs. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, Green Cove, there's in, they're in Jacksonville, which, I mean, it's no – Nothing to drive down to Green Cove because we have a large number of people, as Kevin and Kirk will attest to in a very angry way. There's a lot of people that are new to boating right now in mm-hmm. our area. A lot of people are coming into Jacksonville. I mean, flocking by the thousands, it seems. And a lot of people, the first thing that they want to do is to buy a boat. And they just think that they can run a boat. Like, it's no problem. That's exactly true. The but funny thing is, not too, the case. I mean, you you have to have a driver's license to drive a golf cart on a city street. You have to be just like you if you were driving a car, but you can get a hundred and fifty thousand dollar boat, and you do not need need a boater's license to drive that boat. Well, remember in Florida, you do need a boating depending upon your age. If you were born after January first, nineteen eighty eight. I looked at my brains to make Just sure. Just to make right. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So you have to have taken a, a, an approved, and it is not only our course, there are other approved courses, right. uh, boating safety class. But yes, if you're a little bit older than that, anybody who has money can go buy a boat. Yeah. And yeah. go fast. And, and, go like and run into things. You know, as, as trained captains, mm-hmm. as deck officers for the Merchant Marine, you know, I, I think it's imperative that people do that before they put the boat in the water the first time. I think it'd be so important. You know, these classes are, are it good. It really is. It's to know what to do, what to do in the emergency. If something happens, what do I do? Who do I call? How do I contact them? Do what you, happens if somebody falls off the boat? Right? Do you do anything on the water? 
So the auxiliary also has a group of people that go out on marine patrols. All right. Some of them are training. Some of them are. There was one last weekend for the mug race, if you're familiar with that mm-hmm. one. Yes. Right. So mm-hmm. in the mug race, we had a couple of boats out there really doing, I'll call it escort duty, you know, trying to keep, keep them safe. Right. You know, uh, as a silly one, we're doing one tomorrow for the duck race. There's another one I don't know if you've ever heard of. What's yeah, the I've duck race? The duck race is a charity event. So you're all familiar with the little plastic ducks? Yeah. That float yeah. in the water? Yeah, they're like the little ones for the bathtub and all that. The little ones yeah. for the bathtub. Yeah, there's ones that nowadays you see them all on the dashboard of Jeeps for some crazy reason. That's right, all kinds of different looks. So it's a charity event. People will buy a duck. They get a front-end loader off the top of the Palm Valley Bridge. Mm-hmm. They drop them off the bridge. Okay. And there's a funnel at the end. Okay. All right, so the first duck through... Winner. So you got like a name on it or something like that. I'm sure you have a name or something on it. And as you're doing it, they're using a part of the intercoastal. And we're down there just trying to make sure people are safe, know what's going on. Right. You know, don't hit the ducks. So (laughs) is last year because they weren't, I guess, real mariners or the year before. Oh. Shall I say this? Uh oh. The wind was stronger than the current. Uh oh. The ducks went the wrong direction. The, oh, the ducks no. went all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So so is that a ring power, Caterpillar front-end loader? Yes. Just say yes. It's yes. a sponsor. Yeah, Just I, say yes. So let me be a little more specific about my, my question. Yes, my, my question was, do you do any in-the-water training? Do we do training of the boating public on the water? No, we do not. Okay. All right. That's... You know that that's where there's there's got to be an independent person somewhere doing that, right? I don't know. I mean, but it, but that you would think that people would want to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there you go. There's I mean, a business well, opportunity. There are multiple some large organizations, right? You know, I'm not going to give any names of them. Yeah. But if you just go look at it, right? There are large organizations as well as individuals that will take people out in the water to get what I would call practical experience. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. But that is not something that the auxiliary does. No, sir. Okay. No. Yeah, the um, well, looking at the class schedule through the year there, how many people took a course through oh. the Coast Guard here in our area, ballpark last year? Any idea? I would probably put it about four or 500. Wow. Oh, wow. Wow. That's not enough. It's no, not no, enough. No, I mean, no, really, I, it's I, not I, enough. Yeah, I agree. No. Yeah. 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 I mean... And well, and, it, and, it, yeah. and is this uh, the the courses that that like are being taught today that you're going to right after this? Is that a one day course? There are different classes. The one that most people are taking is that Boat America, which is which the is one a, day, which is a one day eight hour eight hour with yeah. a lunch break. Yep. Yeah. Does it cost any money? It does, depending upon the area. They tend to be in the twenty to twenty five dollar range. Part of that covers the book. You know, that's rental. cheap. And your lunch. Not your lunch. <laughs> Not your lunch. You got a, you got a brown bag. Yeah, some of you guys, right. we, they might lose money at a $25. Yeah, I was going to say it. Well, yeah. you know, in today's world, too, with inflation and rising costs, people don't realize this. If they go and take the class, this does reduce their liability on their insurance policy. And when they tell their agent that, it gives them a discount. It, it may is what we tell people because it, it's sort of up to your insurance company. But both taking the class will do it. Oftentimes, getting that boat inspection. If you can send in that paperwork to the insurance company, you'll get a reduction on that. 
Well, I know awesome. if you're with Geico, you get a you get a discount. I know that for a fact. Are you you must be plugging Geico. I well, I just got a new insurance policy, commercial insurance policy. On hey, the I, I can tell you this: we're going to take a break um, with Mr. Rick Saunders here, the Coast Guard Auxiliary. But if you need to know for sure, there's one guy to call, and that's David Beam, our State Farm agent. Mm-hmm. Okay, he will tell you about the discount for the insurance coverage on your boat policy. Let's take a break here. On the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. And when we come back, we'll talk more with Mr. Rick Saunders of the United States Coast Guard Auxiliary. And he is a Commodore. Commodore. Is this song appropriate for this show? I think so. Always. I, I like the music. It's a great song. Yeah. I mean, Chris is Isaac. Pro- everything's appropriate guitar. for this show, right? That's right. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. All right. Hey, look, if you're uh, looking to buy a vehicle, there's only one place to go, and that's the Nimnik family of dealerships where you get a best price guarantee. And uh, congratulations to Nimnik Chevrolet, Chevy Dealer of the Year. I think it's like number six out of the last seven years. I mean, it's a ridiculous number, and there's a reason why that happened is because the Nimnik family knows how to treat people right. I did see Billy Nimnik this week on Thursday. Very good, nice. good to see Billy. Uh, welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter, Mr. Rick Saunders and Bill, his cohort, booking agent here in studio. They're from the Coast Guard <laughs> Auxiliary. And are both of you Commodores? No? No. What's the difference? I mean, so, so Rick, you're a Commodore. It is, but um, here's another difference between the auxiliary and the active duty. Okay. We may wear something that looks like a rank. We don't have a rank. Okay. We have an office. Okay. All right. So you can call yourself anything? So, well, wait a minute. Well, <laughs> if you're a Commodore and he's not, what's the deal with that? Yeah. It's, so I'm confused. It's, it's a job I happen to have. Okay. So you're the Commodore, and what would your title be, Bill? Uh, staff officer. Staff officer. Okay. I'm just curious. Yeah. I mean, just, honestly, depends, I just didn't it, know. It is, it's, because we're volunteers, that's one of the differences. You can't order an auxiliarist to do anything. So you can't tell Bill what to do since you're a Commodore and he's yeah. a staff officer? I can ask him to do something. <laughs> and that is the difference because everybody, we have 20, over 20,000 people in the auxiliary. Wow. They're not doing it to get paid. Right. They're right. not doing it because somebody ordered them to do it. Yeah. yeah. Why are they doing it? Because they care. They yeah. care about the environment. They care about people... People, people say, right? Yeah. That's, that's the goal. Well, too. there's some people that get paid, okay, by the Coast Guard and by the local police and law enforcement that are on the water. And there's an operation coming up here that is Operation Drywater. Uh, tell us about that. So, Operation Drywater, we all know that boating under the influence, it's, it's against the law. It's incredibly unsafe. It's just like driving under the influence. So as the boating season really comes into being, it's a period of, I'll call it, enhanced enforcement, Mm -hmm. enhanced looking. There will be more law enforcement out there Mm -hmm. looking for people to make sure they are not boating under the influence. Which the the law, like if you're driving a vehicle, the same limit applies to a boat. The 0.8 limit. It's a a vehicle. It's the same as getting a... DWI. And it can impact your life just like a DWI. It can indeed. Mm. And we want people to have fun. We want them to be safe. But just like you do when you're driving, have the designated skipper. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sober on the boat. Yeah. Which is not hard to do, okay? Somebody's just got to have a little sense and 
say no for a day and let everybody else have some fun if that's Keep the them case. them and everybody they love on the boat that's with right. them safe. Now, the interesting thing is that we were just talking during a break, and uh, this is something that may many people may not know. Let's say you're out having a good time on the water. You've had many drinks, okay, and you're the captain. You pull up to the boat ramp, and you pull your boat out of the water, and you put that boat on the trailer, pull it up onto the boat ramp. You are now subject to two kind of tickets. One is a boating under the influence, and number two would be driving under the influence. Is that correct? I have heard of that happening, and that would really make for an unpleasant day for me. Mm. I, I have been a witness and seen it happen. And How about that for a double whammy? Oh. You can actually get your boat, your truck, and your trailer impounded, all of them. I've seen that happen if you, if you own it. You know? Mm-hmm. That's Oof. not a good thing. No, that's, that's a bad not day. a good thing. No. Mm. It's, like, it's certainly not worth that. No. Well, just don't know. do it. Right, exactly. It's like drinking and driving a car. Right. I mean, don't, just don't do it. I mean, well, there, it, the other thing that um, it just raises the, 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 the blood pressure a little bit, when you're on the water and you see somebody in a boat and they've got little kids mm. and the little kids aren't wearing a life jacket, okay, and there is a law that says that life jackets for kids under X age six, have to six, wear life jackets. Six years old in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is wrong with people? They, I mean, seriously. I mean, you got to – I mean, I, and I, I told my daughter, and this is dead serious, I told my daughter all the way up until she was like 10 years old that it was state law that she had to wear a life jacket, even though it was a younger age than that, just because it was just – it made sense to have her wear it. Well, and it the other thing – And you know what? How do you else do you do it? Yeah. Be the example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be the parent that does the right thing. They, so like like Kirk said earlier, jacket. they make life jackets so comfortable now. Right. Especially for little kids. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, it, it's pretty simple. You know, they can, they can do anything they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's some big bulky life jacket. Save their lives. True. Yep. True. A lot of things people can do to help keep themselves safe. We have a silly one. We call it the float plan. Okay. Right? I define it to people as, so does somebody who isn't on the boat. Who cares if you come back? Mm-hmm. Know where you're going to go, what time you should be back, and how many people are on your boat. Let them know. Some people leave it as a little card on their dashboard. So if the ramp is empty but your truck's still there, well, somebody from law enforcement can look at it and say, oh, he was supposed to be back at 3 o'clock this afternoon. They're mm-hmm. not. Yeah, mm-hmm. file a float plan. File a float plan. Lots yeah, of different ways of doing it. We we talk about doing that, Rick, not just from the standpoint of boating, but also when you go hunting. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, a lot of people will go to the woods and, oh, yeah, I'm just going by myself. And, okay, that's fine. But let somebody know okay, yeah. where you're going to go hunting. It's the same type of thing as let somebody be aware so that if all of a sudden – you know, the clock uh, starts striking 10 or whatever, and you're not back. Somebody knows where to look. That's, you know? that's very true. And you find and one thing we see with both boaters and fishermen sometimes is they think of themselves as, I'm not boating. I'm not a boater. I'm fishing. Mm-hmm. And they get so fixated on it that they don't have any situational awareness. They don't see that they're standing up on their John boat. Mm-hmm. They don't see that other boat who may be going too fast going to rock and knock them off. So it's like, be aware of what you're doing. Remember you're on a boat, guys. Yeah. Yeah, The some of the areas that just are maddening, I remember last year was out with um, one of the charter captains. We were fishing up north. We are coming back through Sisters Creek area, and it was Captain Chip Wingo. And we come through that Sisters Creek, St. John's River, intercoastal waterway 
intersection there, I yeah, guess that, as I would call that. Yep, I know what you mean, sir. Yeah, Holy cow. It was a weekend. Um, uh, there's no traffic lights. Mm. There's no roundabouts. And there's a lot of moving vehicles. Coming from lots of different directions. Coming from lots of different directions. And there's a rules of the water that people need to learn to follow and understand in a situation like that, that, look, you just don't, you know, hop into a boat and just know automatically what to do. I mean, this course that you guys teach, I mean, that teaches all of that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't give them the knowledge that any of you guys have, but it gives people a lot of knowledge to know what are those rules of the road. Yeah. You know, it's like, who has the, who's supposed to stay on the same course? Mm-hmm. You know, who's supposed to get out of the other person's way? Jack, and we I, all know the answer. Yeah. You know, it's like when we teach the class, I actually take that book of rules. Yeah. And give them a story that they're going to get wrong. Yeah. And one of the rules in that book is throw away the book. Yeah. <laughs> because it says you're responsible. Right. Yeah. Do what you need to if you have to. Yeah. Avoid Do not get risk in that of collision. Yeah. Yeah, well, the, the, the simple thing, too, is a lot of people don't realize all the different marker buoys, the the cans, the nuns. The, what, do they, what do they mean? What do they mean? Right. Yeah. yeah, particularly on the intercoastal. You know, it's like, which, which one's supposed to be on which side on the intercoastal? What's it mean? Now, do you all go through that in the class? You teach yes, those basic Some rules. Some of the, the basic rules of the road, what the aids to navigation mean. Another thing that the auxiliary does an example is we actually check those aids for the Coast Guard. So we go out, we're not fixing them, but we go out, inspect them. I identify if there's a problem and right. get, get, get back to them. Yeah, get back to the active duty to say, hey, it's not to where it's supposed to be, or if it's a private aid, they let the owner know that it has to be fixed. Now, as a boater, I'm, I'm, let's say, for instance, I'm running down the ICW or the St. John's River or wherever, and I see one of the aids that's been damaged, should I report that? Yes, you can. You can call in that aid, particularly if it is not where it's supposed to be, if it is broken, if the light isn't working, if it's somebody hit it. Now, is there an 800 number or area-specific number that we call? Yes, but do I know it off the top of my head? No, I don't. I bet you it's on that page. (laughs) I bet it is, too. I bet you it's on that Coast Guard Auxiliary page. Okay, so people should do that. Yes. They see something damaged, report it and say, hey, Yep. And the same thing with, uh, there's another program called American Waterway Watch. But same thing that any type of watch program. If you see something that doesn't make sense, call let, somebody. Let people know. Yeah. So here's another question. Uh, what if somebody would like to join the Coast Guard Auxiliary? Right underneath that link. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> For the boating safety class and the vessel inspection uh-huh. Uh, kind of the next tab over is interested in joining. And there's a video on there that sort of tells a little bit of our story, what people can do, how to get involved. And then it's all locally based. You know, we're, I'm in the Jacksonville Beach Flotilla. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's pretty close. But as I said, there's five others in this general area. Mm-hmm. Um, go to them. Talk to the guys. See, when, what they're, see what they're doing, guys and girls. When you, when you talk about um, inspecting markers or, or something like that, are, are you using your own private boats? Yes. Okay. Um, we are using our own private boats. It's a somewhat unusual situation. So if we are out on a mission, it is a privately owned boat. Mm-hmm. But we are authorized and acting as a Coast Guard vessel when we do that. 
Wow. So okay. we're under control of the Coast Guard reporting to them. We don't go out on our own and say, I want to do this. Right. If it's a need, they'll ask us to do it. If it's something we perceive, we'll, in essence, ask them for permission. Yeah. But we go out there, and again, part of the difference is with the auxiliary, we don't have any law enforcement. We're not going to ticket you. Our goal is to keep right. you safe. Yeah. We don't carry guns. We don't act in a military capacity. All right, so uh, the last uh, minute or so here, anything else that you would like to cover, cover that we haven't brought up? Just a couple of things, for, really for your audience. So this week with the uh, kickoff of National State Boating Week, there's a couple of big different events going on. Um, and there's lots of them at many of the marinas you'll see people. But at the uh, Jim King Park, and one sort of, I'll say, auxiliary-centric. So they have a group of people up there. They'll be doing boat inspections. Uh, the fire department's up there actually doing demonstrations on flares. Huh. Most people have a flare on the boat. How yeah. many people have ever used one? How many people really know what happens? Right. right. right? How do you really use a fire extinguisher? Mm-hmm. So they're doing that. And then the Fernandina Harbor, uh, the Coast Guard's actually up there in the beginning for the uh, National State Boating Week. They have uh, rescue divers coming off of helicopters. They have Coast Guard boats up there doing tours. The uh, Marine Safety people up at Kings Park. Kings Point, you know, are there also. So either one, great family activities in two different areas if they're involved. And all I would say sort of as a summation is be safe on the water. You know, have your boat inspected. Wear your life jacket. Take a boating safety class. Be safe for you and the ones you love. Well, Rick, we appreciate you and Bill coming in Mm -hmm. and uh, spending some time with us and, and letting the public know about the opportunities that are out there for the Coast Guard and sharing the message because, uh, yeah, it's critically important. And again, again, Bill uh, and uh, Rick, you guys got to get Instagram and follow Qualified Captain. Holy <laughs> yeah, them. Yeah, and, and call in. I mean, we do appreciate the yes. call-ins yes. and you guys helping us out. If there's something going on, please let us know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let us we'll know. Yep. And, and our door is always open to, for you to come in and share the message Thank for you. real. Um your audience won't appreciate the full aspect of this, but there's a tradition in many of the military services of a challenge coin uh-huh. mm-hmm. given for people who have helped you, who have assisted. And I would like to present each of you with a challenge coin. Nice. From the local area. Hold on. There's a tradition of this. Oh, you shake hands with it in your palm. Very nice. With it. Thank okay. you. That is <laughs> off. Let me stand awesome. up here. Oh, we appreciate so I can that. Get my handshake. We thank, thank you, you Mr. For Rick. Your, uh, your service, too. Thank you, sir. Due yes. diligence thank coming you. out and you guys doing that on your own coin. I mean, I think that's great. Yeah, it's really awesome. Do. It's a great public service. And uh, and I guess the proper way to say goodbye is sail straight since you're the, a sailor. Are you a sailor or a power boater now? Power boater now. Oh, power the grease man now. would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks, All right, guys. let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the LB Hires, Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. LB Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast. You've got a job or a job site or a business and you need fuel, lubricants, or any kind of technical aspect, LB Hires can handle it. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's Gear Tip, it's kind of a redo. It is. Because Mr. Dave Edwards joined us in studio, mm-hmm. and I texted him this week, 
And I said, Dave, what was the, the name of the rod holders that you were talking about a while back? Is it this? Mm-hmm. And I sent him a picture yep. of this Placino vertical rod storage system. And he said, that's it. That's okay. what I put in the bedroom. Okay. <laughs> That's wow. just weird. Yeah. I know. He didn't do that. He did. He did. He put he it did. in the bedroom. No, no. If you look at the picture, the bed. told me he put it in the garage. No. 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 It's in the bedroom. bedroom. No. He turned a spare bedroom in the house no. into like a rod closet. Mm-hmm. That's different. Okay. So, uh, so I ended up going and looking, and Amazon right now actually has them on sale for a four-pack. And so I bought them. And they came very next day, and I put them up. That's the picture. Mm-hmm. Every rod and reel that I have was stored in there, no problem. Oh, that's cool. No problem. And it was... Uh, you got a lot of rods and reels. I know. I got too much. You look like a charter boat cab. Uh, yeah. You're a hoarder. But it's cool. <laughs> the system is cool. <laughs> Because when you, a lot of times when you store rods in a vertical fashion, they're all at the same level. So you can't get a lot of rods in there because the the reels bump, you know? Yeah. So so you have to end up like using every other or Uh every third rod storage space. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, on this system that that basically it screws into the wall and it comes with the drywall mounts and screws and everything. Um, I opted for some stainless steel ones. I swapped them out just right. because of where where we live now. And you can stagger the rods up or down to also the reels aren't touching each other. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, by the way, the floor looks good too. Yeah, oh yeah. Shark coatings <laughs> on the floor. Got some shelving in yeah. there. Got the rod racks in there. Man, it's looking good. Organized. But uh, look, the, you, you kind of look like Schulte, you know. Just yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> it's a Placino vertical fishing rod rack. It's available at Amazon, and right now, if you buy a four pack, it's on sale for. Oh nope, it's not on sale anymore. That, it was just yesterday, and you that's lied. Not, not sorry, but it's uh, sixty three dollars for a four pack. But I'm telling you, that sixty three dollars right. is better than any. Rod rack that I've ever built, uh-huh. as far as efficiency right. and storing stuff on the wall. Right, and that's your LV. I love the rod eight. rack that you built me, but it does take up it takes all, up space. All, it takes up a lot of yeah, space. It takes yeah. up some space. And mm-hmm. the uh, the overhead one that uh, that we had because I've got a different garage, mm-hmm. and so the overhead one. This is a higher uh, level garage, and uh, reaching over my head right now is not uh, very easy for right. me. So I'm going with the vertical rod system on the wall. <laughs> Gotcha. All right, uh, welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet, and I say Nimnik Chevrolet because that's a big sponsor of this Kingfish tournament that's coming up. Mr. Paul Dozier has now joined us in studio of the old school Kingfish shootout. Morning. Good morning, guys. Uh, thanks for having me in today. Well, we you know we tried to get Lauren, and we understand you know yep. you know she couldn't make it. Yeah, she uh, she definitely uh, <laughs> would be uh, better than me, but she's busy with the kids this morning. She uh, she was awesome. She was texting. Texting the show, I guess it was last week or week before, talking about the early bird for the entry into the the your tournament. Is that still open? Yes, uh, early entry, just two hundred and fifty bucks uh, until May thirty first, uh, end of the month. So re- go ahead and register, save a hundred dollars because June first it goes to three fifty, and then day of the tournament it's four hundred. So uh, there's no reason to to wait. Go ahead and save your save the money and. Go fishing for a, a big prize, $105,000 yellowfin boat. Uh, 
we're excited, man. Fishing's uh, already started. Everybody was always worried when we started this old school. Everybody thought, oh, it's too early. Well, I think no. we could have it May the 10th and we could catch fish. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Fishing's uh, looking good. So, uh, yeah, we're excited to get started. Well, the uh, your tournament, and you guys know I'm not a king fisherman. Oh, come on. You love to beach fish. But I will tell you, if I was gonna if I was gonna fish a kingfish tournament, it would be yours. Because this is truly a level playing field that makes this tournament fishable mm-hmm. for everybody. Well, being a kingfish tournament and, and Paul and I grew up fishing kingfish tournaments. I mean, and that's why we he he calls it old school, is that it, it, it all started we, when when this whole thing started kingfishing. Everybody fished the beach. I mean, they did. Yep. I mean, and, and that's you know everybody. You know, we knew that there were snakes, small kingfish offshore. But if you wanted to catch a big fish, you fished the beach. Mm-hmm. Well, that all changed when the boats got faster, the boats got bigger. Then they started finding you know big kingfish at Elton Bottom and Cape Canaveral, and the the the, the little boats couldn't compete. Mm-mm. You know, and and Paul and I talked about this for years. I, Look, I just enjoy fishing kingfish tournaments, so I continue to do them, but I didn't have a chance. I mean, I really didn't. And with Paul's tournament, I, I know damn well I can win this tournament. I, you know, I, 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 you know to, to finish in the money, for me, I should fish in the, finish in the money every year. You know? And I've caught fish every year. I've caught two or three fish. James what's and I've uh, caught fish. But what's just, the date of the tournament? June 10th. June 10th. Yep. June the 10th. The yep. uh, captain's meeting is June the 9th at the St. Augustine Fish and Oyster House in St. Augustine. And June the 10th today, you can leave from any inlet. Uh, the boundaries are the St. Mary's Inlet, the Ponce Inlet, and you can't go more than three miles offshore. And I think, to Kevin's point, the more so the boats grew, but I think that people realized using big bait and live big blue runners and goggle eyes that were being trucked up here from South Florida, even more so uh, – yeah. People fished at Elton Bottom when I was a kid, but you take pogies out to Elton Bottom, you might get lucky. But, right. You know, pretty much, you're going to catch little fish on little bait. And then they started taking the big bait out there, and guess what? I mean, then then we learned that that uh, the big the big boys were out there and uh, kind of left the little guy behind. So, yeah. uh, luckily, I mean, the fishermen have responded greatly to our tournament. I, I we had no idea, or we would have done this ten years ago. Right. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the old school has been a great hit. You know, we had 643 boats the first year, which was the COVID year, which, you know, looking back on it, the COVID helped us. You know, there was no Disney World. There was no soccer teams. There was no summer camps. There was, there was no, no sports. No sports, no summer vacations. Right. The yeah. Keys were closed. The Bahamas were closed. Then we've had 520 boats uh, in 2021 and 521 last year. So that's still a huge – That's still a huge, large huge, number. Huge, it's a huge tournament. Yeah. Huge, huge pay, a huge payout. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of people, uh, you know, look forward to it. We have people coming from out of town, from Georgia, that come down for the week, you know, and and uh, we try our best to do a good job. I think it's pretty cool that your tournament, which is a single-day tournament, with that number of boats, has such an amazing prize with a yellowfin being the grand prize. I mean, you're talking a six-figure boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, how, 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 do you, how did you get that to happen? Well, um, I've had a lot of yellow fins. Uh, I'm a, <laughs> a lot. That's an understatement. Uh, yeah. a, a lot of yellow fin boats, and and honestly, when I dreamed up the Wahoo Shootout in ten in 2010, 
I trailed a boat for Yellowfin to the Miami Boat Show, and in a dirt parking lot at 6 a.m., I pitched Wiley, who then owned Yellowfin, the idea of my Wahoo tournament, and he uh, he said, uh, I'm in. Uh, Why don't we give away a 17-foot skiff for first place? And he asked me what I thought we'd have, and I said 30 or 40 boats, you know. (laughs) And uh, we had 85 the first year. Mm-hmm. And that was huge. It was the biggest Wahoo tournament in the world. And uh, it grew. And a couple years later, I was like, hey, man, this thing's bigger than we thought. Do you think there's any any way we could – they weren't really producing the, the 17s. Uh, they And he, he basically said, let's do a 21. And then we put a 250 on the 21, and it was turned into be a – back then they were worth about 60 grand. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, now it's a little different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, Wiley took a chance on us. And with Wiley and Yellowfin, uh, you got Yamaha. It was a trickle-down effect. You get the big boy. We had the big boy. And then everybody else gives you instant credibility. And then luckily over the years, we've done a nice job with it, I think. And the fishermen enjoy it. And he's got, they've got good feedback. And Wiley sold the company a couple years ago. And the new, the new owners and the new people are, are, are on board just as good. I picked up a prize boat from the Wahoo Tournament uh, on Thursday, down in uh, in Sarasota, and the Kingfish Tournament boat is in production, and they're aiming to have it ready for the tournament, uh, which is is awesome. So we're very grateful for all our sponsors, but Yellowfin and Yamaha, Ameritrail, Nimnik, I mean, some of the big ones. Uh, Dailies is our title sponsor this year. They've they they're they're just been great to us, and we're just so so lucky to have have all these sponsors. And we yeah, have too many of the list, of course, but. Uh, <laughs> We're not going to sit here and do that, but Yellowfin, let's face it, guys. Everybody's dream is to catch that, that fish and win that boat. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, it's, uh, and it's, it's a, a 20 – is it a 21 it's Yellowfin? It's a 21 with a 200-horse Yamaha and an Ameritrail trailer. That's a heck of a boat. It's a, it's a cool little boat. Yeah, it's it a is. really nice little boat. I wouldn't say little boat. I'd say it's a cool boat. It's a cool boat. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, little yeah, to you, yeah, but yeah. Uh, not little to me. I mean, a 21-foot Yellowfin for some people is a – I don't want to say a yacht, but it's a big boat, and it's a boat that you can fish inshore, offshore. I mean, it, it's it's fantastic. You could certainly fish the old school. Yeah, yes, in, absolutely. In, yeah. In the twenty one. Yeah. And and the the twenty one foot uh, the prize boat I saw it the other day uh, for old school is seafoam green, and it's going to have black nice. accents. It's going to be a beautiful boat. Going to have what in it? Black accents, like the powder coating on the the, right. the metal. Be black. Be black. Oh, yeah, it's going to be slick. So. That's We're cool. excited about that, and uh, you know, by all accounts, the fish are here. Apparently, they're catching fish on the pier. The bait's been here, and you know, I, I I'm expecting a big a big yeah. tournament. I did a I did a little outdoor show research yesterday, and so I, 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 or, can, I, can, I can confirm that there's kingfish on the you beach. You caught kingfish yesterday. I did not. Okay, I did not. Yeah, they're here. Uh, yeah. I mean, look at the pier. Just yeah. in the last two weeks, right. I've caught a, a number of nice kingfish off the pier. I think Clay Phillips. Called me the other day and said they had one over thirty pounds. Mm. That's a pretty good fish. Yeah, that's, mm. good, that's good fish. Yeah, that's really that's good. good. Did you guys see that video where somebody dropped a camera down on that pier and no. just showed? I, I saw it it's on one of the social media. Send, that, send that, me a link if you that, can remember to pier, find it. The amount of life around that pier, you know, it's amazing. Ted, huh? The drum, the flounder, the every Goliath groupers. I mean, just that that pier is a reef, and it's a it's. A, you know, it's great to have that thing back. All right, well, let, uh, let's take a break, and we come back. Uh, Mr. Paul Dozier, Old School Kingfish Shootout in studio, and we can talk to you. And if you've got any questions, 904-641-1010, questions, comments, anything, 
right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. fired up that uh, Hagen Ace Hardware opening the new store up in Callahan. It's going to be a monster. Monster! And the Hagen Coastal Outfitter section in there is going to be a monster as well. Can't wait. But is it going to be a monster? It's going to be awesome. Awesome. Yeah, it, it, it was funny. Um, had to run some errands early this week and uh, I went and saw Dr. Fred Miles. Mm-hmm. Uh, got me some new sunglasses. Mm-hmm. How's your ears? My ears? Yeah. Was it well, after going ears? to see Fred, your ears are wore out. Oh. Listen. Uh, uh, and, and here, 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 here. Let me tell you the quick story, okay? I just went in there to have my glasses adjusted. Yeah, that's not. Uh, that's not. Okay, no. that was it. Because no. I got new glasses. I hadn't had them adjusted yet. Yeah, that's well, why you went in there. out of there Fred $500. Is, Fred is sitting in the office, right, with with, with all the receptionists and mm-hmm, stuff. And, mm-hmm. and so, obviously, you start – and he goes, when's the last time you were in here? Uh-oh. Like, 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 like a year ago. Uh-oh. Well, come back. Let's so, check you out. Sit down. You know, and he's got the little things clicky-clicky. Mm-hmm. You know, we check oh, your eyes. And, and he yeah. never puts it in front of your face for like 30 minutes because mm-hmm. we're talking fishing. Oh, yeah. That's why I asked you about your ears. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, I mean, walked out of there and got my eyes are good. Five hundred dollars um, poor. Yeah, and and uh, by the way, I'm just going to give him a quick plug because he is by far one of the best eye doctors ever, uh, the best eye yeah. doctor that there is. Him and his brothers. Yeah, and it's uh, it's Palatka Vision Center and St. Augustine Vision Center. Yeah. yeah, and the the Miles family, M I L E S. Okay, if you're looking for an eye doctor, folks, he's awesome. Yeah, him so and his brothers. I um. I needed a new pair of sunglasses, you know. And anyway, my point was is I was going home and I had to I had to stop at Hagen Ace mm-hmm. in in St. Augustine, and I didn't know that they had a Coastal Outfitters Hagen Ace Coastal Outfitters in that store. Sure do. So I needed some hooks and stuff like that. Got them. Yeah. Got them. Yeah, yeah. Did you get yeah. your shirt? Uh, no, I didn't. But I had some keys made and stuff nice. like that. So yeah, that's the best thing about Hagen. Yeah, and it's like one stop shopping, <laughs> Disneyland, you know, kind of. And this one that's going to be up in Callahan, it's like Bass Pro Shop size. It's like crazy big. Anyway, Mr. Paul Dozier in studio, old school Kingfish shootout coming up, and uh, you got some new uh, uh, new sponsors this year. One of them uh, we know pretty well, and he's got a vodka that is called Two Tit Mice Vodka. And you've got a new little uh, category in your tournament. Yeah, uh, Ed and Kelly have uh, come on board with us this year. Uh, two Tit Mice Vodka. Many of you know Ed is the owner of Angie Subs, mm-hmm. which we all love. Um, but we're going to do a, a Lady Angler Calcutta. It's going to be a, a $100 Calcutta for Lady Angler, largest fish. And we're going to give 25% of the, uh, of the money – and the Lady Angler Calcutta to the Two Tit Mice uh, Foundation, which raises money for, I believe, breast cancer mm-hmm. uh, patients. And, you know, they're doing a great job with that. And uh, Ed has fished our tournament for years, and, and we're just very grateful to have uh, have them on board. And also, we're going to have a photographer on the pier. So when you come way in, the photographer's going to take a picture of your boat and crew. And two tip mice on the pier on the on the, the Volano pier. Volano when you, pier. When you come to weigh in, okay. Yeah. Want to make sure yeah. when uh, people think of Jack's pier. Yeah. Uh, not the St. Augustine pier, but the Volano. The Volano pier, pier where the, the weigh shore. in is <laughs> yes. inside yes. the inlet. Yeah. And they're gonna we're gonna have a photographer there, and he's gonna take your picture, and uh, that'll be a 
that's a sponsored by uh, Ed and, and Tutet as well. So awesome, that's fantastic. I'm I'm I can tell you your finish for the Wahoo shootout. Mm. I mean, if if Ooh. if there was ever a tournament that you could write a script for yeah. on a finish, the Wahoo shootout tournament, which is the one that was completed what a month ago, month and a half ago, uh, very end of March. Okay. Wow. I mean, wow. Yeah, it's funny. I, I was, I've been lucky enough to go to the Bahamas a couple trips with Matt Bridgewater. Uh, speaking of that, uh, Dave Edwards, poor fellow. You guys were talking about him. He's on a, on a plane headed there right now. Sorry, Good for him. Dog. Uh, but uh, they're going to be catching a blue marlin here in a couple hours, hopefully. But uh, I go down there, and I'm excited to try to go marlin fishing. All anybody wants to talk about is the Wahoo tournament. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, people all over the – we fished in a big tournament a couple weeks ago down there called the Custom Production Shootout, and and uh, I had a shirt on or something. And they're like, "Man, you guys catch some big wahoo up there in Jacksonville." I'm like, "Yeah, we do. We yes. really, we really do." And it's uh, it's cool. It's I I guess it's good that it's bringing attention to us, but uh, we uh, we certainly have a great fishery here, as we all know. Yeah, no, it was incredible. The uh, to give people kind of a I guess you could say a recap of the Wahoo shootout. I mean, the, it came down to the very last day. And tell people what happened on that last day. Last day, last weigh-in. Well, there were four fish caught over 100 pounds the uh, last four days of the tournament. <laughs> and, I mean, that's and, just and, pe- un- and give people an idea. Uh, Most yeah. people thought that this tournament was over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, a 100-pound Wahoo is unheard of. I mean, it's world class. How many have you caught? Uh, no, none. Okay. Zero. Right. Never. Uh, never. In your life, I've anywhere. I've never caught a 100 pound Wahoo. Um, and there's, you know, there's usually, we, these guys have gotten really good at this Wahoo fishing. There's usually one or two caught a year, you know, mm-hmm. around here. And there was. And when four, you say one or two, not in your tournament necessarily, but just one or two in our area right. through the course a lot of, of the year. Sometimes it ends up being in our tournament because most people that are Wahoo fishing are in the right. tournament. But the. Going into the last day, this boat had caught a 93-pounder 90, or something earlier on, and, and he had one day to go, and he checks in early and tells me he's got two big fish, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is going to be awesome. Well, another boat checked in. They got a giant fish. It ended up being a 115-pounder, wow, something along those lines. They're wow. celebrating. They're, they're excited. Yeah. And, then, and then here comes uh, <clears throat> the other boat with, with – Two big fish, and they pull out a we weigh a, a ninety six, a, a ninety six pounder. I'm like, oh my god, that's a that's a nice fish, guys. But where's the other one? Well, they bring the other one out. It's one twenty nine. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's you must have freaked steward. when you saw that thing. I, I, what a dinosaur! There was a big crowd there. There was a lot of people there. Uh, it was it was awesome, and that's the last fish. So, Stuart Witt and Get Wittits who did this last year. Uh, Bill Navarra, Captain Bill Navarra, and the set the tournament record at 265, which we thought would never. 265. Three and how many fish? fish? Three, three fish. fish aggregate. Because it's a three a, fish aggregate tournament. Almost a 90 pound average. We thought that will never be broken. Three quarters of the field basically quit. They posted that weight after the first week. Well, here comes Stuart Witt and his crew, and they have a three fish aggregate of over 318 pounds. <laughs> Uh, three fish, 106 pound average. I mean, are you kidding me? I, I'm telling you, I don't know that that could be done in San Salvador. I don't know that, that could be done in Crooked Island. I, I don't, 
I don't think anybody can compete with that. Which, by the way, these places that you mentioned are Southern considered Bahamas. the Wahoo spot yes. hotspots, uh, or some of the top Wahoo hotspots in the world. Southern Bahamas, yeah, and, and they catch big Wahoo down there, a lot of them. And uh, you know, we kind of made a little joke and put a little hashtag on the Instagram post whenever these guys catch these big ones, San Sal North, because everybody thought San Salvador is where you catch the big giant Wahoo. But I think Northeast Florida, you know, at times now you're not going to go catch them. I mean. I don't think that this 100-pound Wahoo Fest is going to be every year, but every the stars aligned. Everything was right, and you know, right when we think we know what's going on about the fishing, it had been hot. And that's true. I thought yeah. it was over. I mean, we it almost broke it the Florida over. State record, which was set what in 1960. Yeah, what the, is the I record? Think the Florida State record's 139, I believe. 139.5. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I believe that's the Florida State record. And interesting, we tried to. Do a we thought about doing a bounty for the Florida State record. You know, you can get yeah. a, you can get an insurance policy on yeah. all these things, and and we thought about doing it, but the the catch is that it has to be IGFA legal, right? Yeah, what's your term that way? And, and the way the, the, these guys are wahoo fishing, it's not IGFA legal. So I didn't want to have somebody beat it. I think it's realistic. I mean, I, I, I think, think it's realistic can, too. I agree. I think somebody can beat it, but why why are we going to have a prize that they can't win? Now explain but, why why wouldn't it be legal? Well, IGFA, the, the leader length has to be like 30 feet overall. Maybe 40 with, with leader, hook, and everything, double line. Well, these guys are using a trolling lead, and you have to pick the rod out of the rod holder and fight the fish. These guys are using a trolling lead, a 30- or 40-foot shock leader, and then another leader, and they fight the fish out from the rod holder. Or a lot of the guys are using live bait with treble hooks, which, is, again, is not right. IGFA legal. Um, so I, I just kind of thought, why are we going to do a bait and switch on these right. guys? Yeah. Somebody comes in a hundred, yeah. 140 pound Wahoo and next they want a hundred grand or whatever. And they'll say, yeah, sorry, just kidding. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That doesn't work. That doesn't, <laughs> no, you know, we we'll would do that. Well, well, we, well, we don't want to set anybody up for failure. So yeah. yeah. Well, that's, uh, I, I did now the old school kingfish shootout. What's the, what's your highest weight that has been for, for that tournament? 44 last year, I believe, uh, 43, high 43s or 44 last year. Caught that caught that fish south, right? Caught that fish just north of Ponce Inlet. Yep. Um, cra- another crazy story. A parasail boat almost ran the fish over, about cut the fish off, you know, down in Daytona Beach. Wow. They have those parasail boats all over the place. Uh, and they had a webcam on a pier, and you could see the, the – the guy sent me the link to it, and you could see, watch them fighting this fish on a webcam – with the parasail guy and they're raising hell with the parasail guy and everything. And it's, uh, it's, it's just crazy. You know, there's always a story behind these, these things. Do you have an incentive or a prize at breaking, for example, this 44 pounder? So every time, if somebody breaks the tournament record this year, do they get, is there a sponsored package for that? We, we we haven't done that yet. You know, I, I thought about having a prize for a 50 pound fish and I think that's coming as well. We've we've had some discussions about doing a, a some sort of prize if you caught two forty if you had eighty pound aggregate and it had to be two forty pound fish which is would be a hell of a feat a heck of a feat on the beach yep um, but it could be done you know mm-hmm. something that you know it's just you can come up with all this stuff we have a lot of we have a lot of prizes and a lot of uh, things you know closest to the weight of course we do the nimnic lucky ticket which is mm-hmm. if you catch a fish and send a picture in even if you don't weigh it in i don't care if it's 5 pounds if it's a king mackerel and you have a fish with a beach in the background 
you can pitch that baby back overboard and, and you're entered in a drawing for $10,000, uh, courtesy of Nemnick. And he so, just put their names in a hat yeah, name draw a hat. one we out. Had the guy on the radio last year that won it that was going on this. If you remember, he was going on his honeymoon. honeymoon. And, and yeah, I mean, that just, was such a great story. It's just awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. Right. Man. Great and, story. And, that's cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's, that's your goal. That's your first goal is to catch, catch a fish. fish. A yeah. fish. Catch a fish, you know, and, and – uh, which James and I, we didn't get a bite last year until until 1 p.m., and the fish seemed to – it was like that afternoon bite, and uh, there was a, a boat uh, slow trolling next to us, and they knew we had a kingfish, you know, because James was up front. And, and I just reached over and grabbed it, you know, and, and got my hook outs and – Grabbed got, the fish. Yeah, grabbed the fish, yeah. you know. And these guys were like, you got to gaff it. I'm like, no, I don't. I'm, I'm going to let it go. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not that hard. To, yeah. to reach over and it was a 10 pound fish it was like you said it could have won me 10 grand yeah you yeah, know but yeah. i just reached over and you know like we always do you take the hooks out get a quick picture and flip them like, back like flip them back well, I'm, yeah. I'm looking forward to to the kingfish and just because captain kirk's kingfish dip is amazing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i'm ready for some <clears> of that <throat> hint hint i was fighting for it the other day Boys took it all. Though. They didn't take. They, <laughs> they, didn't, give they, didn't, a, they didn't give me a lick. I was like, God, I was like, Captain, man, a forty-eight quart cooler full of them. I don't get a light. Yeah, I was man, fishing with uh, Mr. Bomb. Ron Poindexter, who you remember told the joke about. Yeah, the, the, buck, the, the two the bucks. Two bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, that uh, he t- was totally beat Top Gun's joke of the yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, you know, what I'm thinking about though. I'm thinking there's some fish vanishing, vanishing yeah. in my uh, in my fish box. Yeah. that's what's happening. But uh, Ron sent. Uh, he 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 was doing like a charity event. He was making a kingfish dip. Um, for uh, what's that charity, Jeff? Oh, right here, dude. The, with the dog biscuits. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Uh, uh, Barry Goodfarms. Barry Goodfarms. Org. Yeah, yeah. At, uh, dog treats made by young young adults with disabilities. Yeah, so so we caught four kingfish for him, and he was going to make a, a big kingfish dip, and he was selling it at like five dollars a little container for mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the kids and stuff. And um, he he gave me that recipe, so I'm going to ask him for permission because everybody's always wanting a kingfish dip. Recipe, sure. Oh yeah. You know? yeah, so, I, yeah. I say we have a a kingfish dip off. Yeah. Oh, oh that, that would be that great. recipe versus Kurt's <laughs> yeah. dip off. A tip off. <laughs> I'll come in for that. Paul, I'll be the judge. We need I'll to get the Paul. The judge's fault. Yeah, Paul's exactly a resident right. kingfish expert. He needs to be here. Right. <laughs> I can do that. I, can, I mean, he keeps he keeps up in the ante on these breakfast selections. You know, we've gone from uh, you know Burger King to Wendy's to Chick Fil A, and now we're. Grumpies. I mean, it's we've never had Burger King or Wendy's. Now we have had Crystal's. Bucky's. We had Bucky's. Yep. We had Bucky's. We had Bucky's. Bucky's. Yeah. yeah, Paul's kind of down on Bucky's right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, you know, Bucky's is great for her, a lot of things, but their breakfast has kind of gone downhill. I'm afraid. Their prices on fuel. Their uh, prices on fuel hadn't gone downhill. They're good. I mean, wow. this is the best spot, man. I mean, spot. it's not even close. It's the spot. It's a good spot, but you know, it's, it's funny. Sometimes it's different. Sometimes it's the same. I buy my gas at Dailies because they take care of us. So, of course, uh, you got to take care of that. That's, I buy diesel fuel uh, there, but uh, and, and I'm a Circle K guy. That's right. Yeah, that's all good. And I'm and I'm and I'll be anybody's guy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm with you. It's a gas station. I need a gas. I'm pulling that's in. That's right. So, <laughs> but what, we can change that. Hey, look, yeah. if hey. LV hires to get yeah. some pumps, I'd yeah, be going hey. to LV hires. You know, you know, I was I was talking to uh, my guys at um, about my Cox diesel outboard, and Kirk asked me a couple weeks ago, "Is it weird pulling up and putting diesel 
in your boat, and I, I, I can't get used to it. I have to physically tell myself, mm-hmm. favor, you got to put diesel in this get boat. Get the green yeah. handle. Yeah, the green handle. <laughs> but you got to be yeah. careful. Yeah. And, and I can't remember. I think it was, um, gosh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Was it Dave? Was it, anyway, somebody pulls up to the pump and grabs, you know, subconsciously the diesel at most gas stations are all green handle. Mm-hmm. Right. Pulls up to this one gas station, they have the green handle on something else. Oh, no. Yeah, that's I've uh, seen that. BP. Yeah, so you BP's got. BP's green, so yeah. they got to be on careful <laughs> because it's not it, always I, that I mean, way. I literally have to, I mean, you know. Does any place and, around here have off-road diesel that you could put into your boat? Because off-road sure diesel is, it. Yeah. is it doesn't McClenny. have some of the taxes. Right. You can go to the gas station in McClenny. McClenny. Oh, that's just what <laughs> I want to do. Stop. Pull that big old boat all the way to McClenny. Yeah, that'll, that'll save me 10 cents. Yeah. what my mom does. My mom will, will go to Walmart to save herself oh. 10 cents a pound on tomatoes, and she burns $5 in gas to save 10 cents a pound. <laughs> hey, my, my mom, God rest her soul, she would give me a grocery list and go, okay, you got to go to the dollar store over here, right? and then I want you to Walmart way over here, because Walmart over here doesn't have mm-hmm. the same one as the one on San Pablo. I go, Mom, I'm in a truck. I'm going to spend gallons of gas in my truck, <laughs> right. and it's $4 a gallon. Oh, you need to go there. It's a dollar for eggs. <laughs> Okay. All right. I think all our moms are the same. Yeah. 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 Gotta love them, man. Let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter, Mr. Paul Dozier in studio from the old school Kingfish Shootout. If you'd like to chime in, 904 641 1010. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter. And uh, hey, folks, uh, if you need a piece of equipment, coastal equipment, New Kings Road and in McClenny has got a piece of equipment to do the job right for you. Just go to the homepage of OutdoorShow.com, click on the sponsors link, and then all of the logos there are clickable, including coastal equipment. Mm-hmm. All right, back here in the studio with Mr. Paul Dozier, old school Kingfish shootout, Jeff Logman, Captain Kirk Waltz, Captain Kevin Favor. And let's go to the phone lines and talk to Scott. Morning, Scott. Go, go, figure, gents. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what a shocker. I think it's been probably, oh my gosh, 10 years since the last time I called in. Okay. My brother, Scott. Oh, very nice. Surprise. By, by the way, uh, before before we get talking on uh, other things, uh, just a big congratulations to you and your son, Landon, who uh, graduated high school this week. Oh, very, very cool. Actually, last night, and that was partly the reason that I called in, because Jeff and I both have something to celebrate, because I, you, you may have covered it earlier in the show. Uh, not only congrats to my son, but congrats to my nephew, Jeffrey's son, Dylan. Yeah, there you go. College, Great picture. Yeah, Great good picture week. Good week. Yeah. It has been very much that. And it's, uh, it, you know, I know Jeff can testify to this. And, uh, it, you know, w- w- what a blessing to be able to watch my son being born 17 and change years ago. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden see him walk across the stage in a mortarboard and, whatever gown, whatever they call all that get up, uh, and, and, you know, accolades to numerous dimensions. Uh, yeah. Our sons have made us proud. It's a very short, proud. It's a short season, brother. Yes, it is. 
Well, I, and the best part I, is, is they uh, they both can catch fish. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> and and that's what I was going to get to. So, I mean, this is what you guys do every Saturday morning for three hours is, is talk fishing and hunting. And so, in during their spring break back in March, uh, we drove down to visit my dad uh, in Maryland, uh, down in Texas, spent four nights with them, and then we uh, skedaddled over to the coast down to a little dinky fishing town called Port O'Connor, Texas. Uh, and we hooked up with a guy named Kenneth Gregory down there, second-generation guy, uh, big guy since he was probably before a teenager with his dad. And he took us out uh, inshore fishing for both uh, sheephead and reds and whatever else it was that we could catch, and we just had a wonderful time. They, course, they caught the sheephead now. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. They caught the sheephead, and then the, the amazing part is, I mean – most people know this. Some people don't. Sheep's head aren't easy to catch. So, but uh, and, but you guys caught them. Mm-hmm. And that was Jeff and I were talking. It's like you know, I, I guess it was five per five per person per day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were fishing just kind of off a, a little rocky jetty, uh, anywhere from six to ten feet of water. And I don't remember if the tide was coming in or going out. Well, what uh, what uh, what bait were they? Uh, would you guys use? Shrimp. 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 Okay. Uh, nice. Yep. Yeah, and of course it was interesting because, you know, we limited out probably in about an hour and a half. Wow. Oh, nice. Uh, How about that? And, but the dilemma was, and this is only after talking to Jeff where I realized my ineptitude, uh, it's, I would, I would think that, you know, I'd feel something on the line, (laughs) but yeah. Oh no, that's not a bite. You know, that's like you know, just a boat coming up and down. You know, tide going up and down. Set the hurt. When I yeah. realized, I, you know, even though I caught probably three, of course, my boys caught. You know, they caught more than their share of the fifteen. Uh, it, but I probably missed seventy five times. Oh. So, so, so I, <laughs> that sounds like the same problem Jeff's had when yes. I fished with him. Yeah. Hush, Kirk. Hush. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Scott, I, 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 swing battle, swing. Oh, man. As 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 a, as a charter captain, I have to ask. All right, so please, please do. Yeah, at, at, oh, did you do like a four-hour trip? It ended. It was a half-day trip, and he was just such a gentleman. He ended up keeping us out there for probably six hours. That's because okay. he was and having fun. He was having fun. Mm-hmm. And, and what was the cost? Yeah. Uh, I want to say that at the end of the day, I want to say it was six fifty, and of course I tipped him on top of that. Okay. Okay. That ain't bad. No, that'll work. Um, no, it was good. You know, we went back in, after we, we kind of fished off the jetties. We went kind of back in, I think it was Matagorda Bay, um, to some spots that he had had some success previously with redfish. Uh, and, of course, you know, he's out there looking, and now there are no fish here. And I'm thinking, what are you looking at, dude? Uh-huh. Uh, I can see him. I think, how can you see him? Well, I just know. Well, how do you just know? Uh, because I just know. And it's, I have no idea what he's looking for or looking at or seeing because, to me, it's just a broad expanse of water. Were you guys using jig heads with shrimp, or were you using just a hook with, like, an eggshell sinker? Uh, he uh, – all right. Um, I think that he had a, a – kind of a weight thing on on it at some point 
You go, that was, Scott, that's not very you, good, like, Scott. Yeah. Like, hey, For an ex-pilot, I'm, that's I'm not very observant. <laughs> I still already pilot. told you I know nothing about fishing. Oh, yeah. He's the other so, side yeah. of the family. He's on the dark right, side. So, if you want to talk about airplanes, cool. Yeah. If you want to talk about fish, you know, I'm good on that. Talk yeah. to the other brother. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, no, yeah, I think there was, you know, like some kind of little weight thing on it. And, you know, the shrimp kind of like floated up. Or you, uh, I, I, okay, so it was like, yeah, a, like a fish finder. Carolina rig. Yeah, yeah, fish finder rig. Yeah. An egg, egg sinker. And yeah, what, was, a was there a piece of lead on the hook? What, whatever you guys think. Okay. It was okay. one of Fish one of those rig. things yeah. that you know you just kind of drop it down and it would sink down. It wasn't as if I mean you know the shrimp would kind of float on the surface. It always go down to whatever the, re- the depth. Was. Yeah, the reason I ask is because it's always fun going to different places to see how other people do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And when you go yeah. to Texas, okay, are they doing kind of the similar things that we do? I mean, Paul's no yeah. different than Wahoo. Are they doing the same thing down in, in south of the Bahamas? that you're doing up here in Northeast Florida. I mean, you always try to yep. see what they're doing just because is there a better way that you can do it? You learn that way. Yeah. That's yeah. for sure. And so when, when we, when we were, when we were strictly fishing for redfish, he had a whole passel full of sardines and he kind of snapped the tail off and then, and then hook it through the head and then cast it wherever down. Um, mm-hmm. And initially we were kind of on the kind of, mini estuary thing in the bay right uh, where he had some success previously where the water was kind of flowing through and, and he'd kind of try to you know cast it to where you know either right after a little turn you know so current I, edges yeah right at the break yeah, of the currents i think that's well, yeah what it was so you know they're got the you know, fish kind of hanging out and you know, wait for little other little fish to swim by it's amazing i see that's uh, exact same what we do mm-hmm. no different mm-hmm. yeah and you know we didn't have any success doing that, but then we ended up finding a little a spot where there was some structure. Uh, I guess where some stuff had been poured down, and you know, he marked it by like a couple different like PVC pipes. Yeah, he he dumped it a couple of years ago. Right, right. one of those Through places. Yeah. Or, or somebody yeah. else. Somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> what Scott? Was there yeah. a lot of people fishing? Surprisingly enough. Uh, at the jetties for Sheep's Head, after we left, it was mobbed. When we first got out there, just a little bit past seven in the morning, mm-hmm. there was nobody there. When we limited out, you know, probably an hour and a half, an hour 45 later, I mean, you had to navigate around. The wow. Because wow. there were that many people. Oof. Now, did y'all get to clean the fish and eat them that night or that day? We, uh, he had a, a dude named Larry. Who his in his second career, clean fish for Kenneth and all of the guys that work with him for him. Um, Larry is sixty five, seventy year old dude. Uh, he had a welding company for a number of years with his two sons, and then he quit that, and then now he just cleans fish for a living. Nice, so that's we, great. I like it. We thought we thought about eating them then, uh, but instead. We ended up leaving the next day because a big storm was rolling in. And then once we got home, we took the reds and and then used the recipe that Kenneth had provided to us. Uh, and then we just scarfed. Mm. And it, the boys have still talked to it about it to this day. Mm. Um, and then we ate the sheep's head. And actually, we used... A recipe for sheep's head. It was that uh, fish chowder 
from Kirby Builders. Oh. Uh, the recipes that you guys have posted probably a number of years ago. All right. To this point, I had I'd only used like cod because you know in Mississippi we can't get sheephead, at least north Mississippi. So, so I, finally, go ahead, Scott. Go ahead. I, now, finally, I got the opportunity to make the recipe the way that it called, you know, using sheep set, and it was to die for. Sweet. I bet that was good. I've never so, thought of doing that. That's a good idea. So, I had something just a shocker, a sticker shock, you know, t- talking Talk to, to guys about, about sheep's head and this, that, and the other. And one of the guys fishing on my boat said, yeah, I went in and bought three pounds of, of, of sheep's head mm-hmm. in the fish market. You know how much sheep's head is? Like 12 bucks a pound? Any 10 bucks a pound? I'd guess 25. 20. 18. Huh? Oh. Really? $18 a pound for sheep's head. Well, think about oh, it. I can see it. He bought three God. pounds for 60 bucks. Jeez. It's that good. <laughs> well, it's good. That's crazy. It's good. I'm not throwing Damn, it back anymore. I was like, oh my God. Think about how much yield there is on the sheep's head. Though. Not There's much. A, there, yeah. There, you, yeah. Don't, you don't get three pounds of meat. I mean, that's got to be. A couple five pounders at least. Yeah, right? oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And that was that was the interesting thing about watching him. I mean, one, I, I thought his life was interesting. I mean, how do you, how does a guy go from you know welding big stuff? I mean, he wasn't just like a you know hang out weld something around somebody's house. I mean, Straight he, cash, he homie. Construction project. <laughs> paid oh, cash yeah. to clean fish. <laughs> cash and beer. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it is that. But it, yeah, he's getting social security, talk- and that's his yeah, gravy money. Cash. Yeah, and you guys talk about the yield. You know, I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking this this big old fat sheep's head, and then the little amount that he's putting off to the side yeah. that we're going to actually have the opportunity to eat. I thought it was really cool. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, anyway, that's a great story, Scott. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's well, thanks stuff. for calling. And tell Landon, uh, congratulations again. I texted him. but uh, And by the way, <clears throat> I'm checking my phone, and I, I don't see any pictures. I mean, yeah. What's um, up with that? Wow. I'm looking. We, we, we didn't get home until about 9.30 last night, 10.30 y'all's time. Well, it's, it's 8.58, have... so let's let's get on it there, buddy. <laughs> well, oh, brother. Yeah, you know, when they're still snoozing hard, I'll have a passel full of pictures and yep. I'll have them send them to you. Yes. Perfect. Wow, 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 wow. Perfect. <laughs> Older bro, uh, you know. Uh, nothing <laughs> but about the you know, sibling you rivalry here. A, you All guys right. have a wonderful Thanks, rest Scott. of the day. Thank you, brother. Thanks for taking the call. Yep. All right. See you. Bye. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take a break, and then when we come back, we'll do a uh, Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Now it's time for the Ring Power Tip of the Week, and uh, we were all talking about this yesterday, and I said, hey, Paul Dozier's going to be in. We're going to talk a little old school. So let's uh, let's do a little ring power tip on on beach fishing, Paul. Can we do that? Oh yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I'm ready. Dude, who's the sport model with the kingfish there in the picture? Yeah, did you see that? That's your boy. Yeah, that's my. That, that's that, my. Was, that looked like a nasty day, dude. Okay, so uh, let me tell you, that was uh, ancient city two years ago. Just a quick story about this fish because oh. it was awesome. We had we had caught twenty seven fish that day. What twenty seven on the beach? On the beach, we caught we got twenty seven fish, not and, and let every single one of them go. And this storm came up, and, and I mean it was bad. It was blowing out of the south, uh, and it was it was coming. And James is like, and it, we had like two hours to go, but we, it was too rough. Mm. James said, "All right, here's what we're gonna do." He said, "I'm gonna reel in every rod except for this one," and he said, "I'm gonna empty the live well." 
I said, okay, well, I'm just trying to keep the boat into the seas, and we're, you know, yeah, going up and, and down. we're taking him over the bow, and he throws the last bait in, and the line goes off. Wow. And, and he goes, I think this is a pretty good fish, Kevin. And uh, anyway, uh, third, I, and I, as, as a matter of fact, as soon as we caught it, I sent the picture to Paul. And he, <laughs> and he thought he thought it was a 40-pound fish, and, and the fish was high 30s. But yeah. Yeah, it was damn Great good fish. fish. Yeah. It's a good fish. Yeah. 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 So, but anyway. the conditions don't look really good. Uh, <laughs> what's, no. that, what's that pose he's in? He's a, I don't know, but he's, you know, he's a sport model. I mean, who is that dude that, right that, there? That, that, that's my buddy James. That's Schultz. brother James. He's, yeah. he's definitely flexed. He's uh, definitely flexed. But yeah, is he flexing? Yeah, I think he's you uh, think, I think he's posing think, a little I bit there. I think he's posing and, and I think he's trying to hang on is what I think. You think he's poking? his chest out yeah, a little I bit? Do. I think I he is too, Paul. I do. I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah. That's a hell of a fish. It, it, was, it, was, it was a great fish. It he's kind of leaning forward in front of the fish to make himself look real big. You know how you put the fish out in front? You can't even do that, though. He's kind of so... putting himself out in front. That looks rough, though. It looks like he's trying to just hang on yeah. for dear life. Yeah, you can see we're sideways into the sea there. You yeah, know, and it's not good. The good news <laughs> is the you trough. caught that fish. The bad news is then you had to figure out how to get to the weigh-in after that. Yeah, That's the... but Ooh. but with the, with the, with the mid 30s it's a much easier ride that's right you know but that's but we right. did we caught 27 fish that day on the beach that's a heck that's of a amazing. bite For two people that's a that's heck of a bite crazy that's just sweat much more fun than that no it's no. not I, I agree with you paul i totally agree with you but let give me your number one paul whenever you're beach fishing what what's the number one thing that you're looking for uh, that I'm looking for would be bait. Right. I, I think bait. I think wherever the bait is is fish uh, are going to be is where the fish are going to be. And you know, bonitas on the surface, Spanish on the surface, surface activity, birds, you know, porpoises. I mean, they're not there by accident. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that's I think that's the the number one key. And I think the the key to fishing and being successful is your is your bait. You have to have good bait. Right. And it's got to be frisky. You, you, if you're trolling around, if you caught bait at 7 in the morning and you're trying to catch a fish at 2 in the afternoon, you're probably in some trouble. Right. I think yeah. if you can access fresh bait, I mean, if you're going to fish the old school, lines are in at 7, lines are out at 3, I'd rebate twice if it's possible. Oh, I definitely Take if, that if 10 or 15 there, minutes. Rebating. Take That's that 10 tip. or 15 minutes and go get yourself some new bait. Right. Especially if it's easy to get, if it's hard to get. But ribbon fish, you know, it's, it's now's the time to start getting your ribbon fish to fall around these bait shops. Um, I've heard that there's been a few ribbon fish caught already down in the Canaveral area, which last year they were selling those things for $20 a piece. Wow. 20 bucks. Oh, so, shit out of town. Uh, well, I mean, supply and demand, buddy. Yeah. It's, it's just the, the way well, it is. But don't wait till the last minute. Go ahead and get your ribbon fish because there's going to be a bunch of people looking for them the next couple weeks. And I'm sure strike zones. All right, that's your uh, Ring Power yep. Cat Tip of the Week. All right, so here's a question for you guys. What is the most expensive single bait that there is? Because we're talking about ribbon fish being 20. Okay, I know that blue runners can be costly. Uh, are there a bonita? Are there live bonita that gets sold? I mean, no, what's the most expensive no, no, no. single bait? You can't. You can't. By the way, you can't keep bonita alive in a live well. Okay. The only it, way you can it, keep it, them is in a tuna tube. Right. And they, tube. They, they don't even do that well there. You know, ribbon fish. I think strike zone selling ribbon fish for six dollars each. I right. I think that's uh, twenty dollars a piece is not what ribbon fish cost. That's just right. These guys had some hand caught freshies and. And you know you're the captain's being. They hold this thing up, and you're like, I gotta have it. Yeah, they set the hook on you. You know, but, uh, <laughs> couple toddies. Yeah, yeah, right. that, well, blue runners yeah. are what ten dollars a piece. One hundred and fifty dollars a dozen. Oh, so they're fifteen dollars yeah, a piece. Yeah, and then they're and then they're uh, and then they're adding a fuel surcharge on top. Of it. 
top of that's what I've heard. Are they so really? That's what somebody told me. I don't know. I, 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 so blue runners are the most expensive. Yeah, blue runners and goggle eyes. Yeah. What are what are goggle eyes go for? Same thing. What, what are they? Are they, are they a bait fish too? Kind of like a blue runner. Fish, but they're really hardy when they're you know, a nice lively goggle eye. Man, uh, I, what would you I, rather have, blue runner or goggle eye? For for the old okay, school uh, kingfish shootout, no, which goggle one? Eye. Yeah, but you can't have either. <laughs> right, right, right. You okay, for a kingfish yeah. tournament, which one would you rather have? I, I'd rather have a goggle eye on the beach. I agree with Kevin. For yeah. the beach, yeah, yeah, probably on the beach, but I'd rather have a blue runner for that big fish. I mean, yeah. you're going to catch more fish on goggle eyes, yeah. catch a lot more trash on goggle eyes. You know, anything. It's a smaller bait. Cudas love those those things. Uh, but kingfish love them too. I mean, I've caught a lot of nice fish on both, but, you know, a big blue runner, a big lively blue runner, it's hard to beat. Interesting. I mean, bait's like. I mean, twelve fifteen dollars for a bait. Yeah, that's so why, that's why the so old school I, is I, what to do. Personally, personally, my number one bait on Pogies. the beach. No, what mullet? Mullet? Really? A big, yeah. fat, twelve inch, fourteen inch, the biggest one I can find. Okay, put him back there all day. Okay, just shotgun him. And you let, you let, had let, your let, choice of anything. And, you and, take the mullet on the beach. On the hundred percent. If I had my choice of anything, beach fishing, I could keep it alive. Would be about a fourteen inch yellowmouth trout. Oh yeah, we used to. Yep. We used to. I mean, it was automatic, man. I mean, this was like now they're hard. You can't. You're going. You better hope you get a bite quick because he's not going to last. They last. Long. No, they yeah. fight the hook the whole time. Yeah, they do. They, they fight the hook. You gotta. You gotta. But man, they love those things. Those little sugar traps. How do you hook them? I hook them through the head. You know, uh, through the try kind of through the nostril. But we've caught a lot of nice, nice fish on uh, on on on, on, they, the, on those things. Yep. So. There you go. Uh, when we used to anchor up and chum fish, if we had a yellowmouth trout, I mean that was really, really cheating. That was what did you did you just? I mean, go out there and catch them, yeah, by rod and reel to mm-hmm. be able to troll with them. We when we used to anchor up and chum fish, yeah. we would catch a whiting or catch a croaker. A, a croaker. Everybody's yep. using pogies. You know, you always need that little advantage. You know, I, something, I, that's different. something different. That's right. If you're in a pack of thirty boats and everybody's fishing pogies and you got a mullet, you might get the bite. You know, and Fishing a lot of times comes down to tournament fishing is who's going to work the hardest. You know, I can't tell you how many people at one o'clock they're they're done, mm-hmm. they're done. And you know, I was taught a long time ago by a lot of good fishermen that that's when you win tournaments. Is when everybody else has given up. That's when you fish your hardest. You fish just as hard at three yeah. o'clock as you do at seven o'clock in the morning. You're going to have success. So when we used to anchor up and chum fish, we'd have a guy with a piece of shrimp trying to catch a fish on the bottom. Right. And you catch a whiting or catch a yellow mouth or catch something and put it out there. And it would, it, you know, it's not a guarantee, but it's might give you an edge. Mm-hmm. A little different. All right. So, um, I'm looking through our Facebook page this mm-hmm. week and there was a picture that was posted yesterday, I believe. Yes. Thank God it's Friday. Uh-huh. That is one of the prettiest redfish. Is it? Isn't that amazing? That uh, that you're holding with yep. somebody. That what's the guy's name? You remember? Uh, yeah, that's that's. Uh, uh, think about it. Just anyway, uh, we, one the, of your clients. The yeah. redfish is white. I mean, so we Kirk always talks about the color of redfish, and that you can tell kind of maybe where they've been or where they haven't been. And some are darker and some are lighter in color. This redfish, it looks like the color of sand. Yeah, he's been washed out. He's been yep. in that clear ocean water or in that or near the St. Inlet. Augustine Inlet. Yep. I mean, what a beautiful it. fish. Beautiful yeah. fish. Yeah. What'd you catch him on? You know, 
That's probably one of the best. Actually, it is one of the best redfish days I've had in six months. Is this the where you were telling me about one of the best inshore yes. days you've had? Yes. Well, yeah. Beautiful. Uh, finally, it's it just Jeff, typical uh, jig head shrimp, right at the bottom of the tide. And one of and these are this is a place Jeff that you fished with me plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I know where it's at. Yeah, absolutely, you do. You know. So yeah, it's uh, that's all, a real all pretty fish. Uh, so uh, folks, if you haven't uh, seen the other thing I wanted to talk about, haven't gotten to yet, is that you had a demo day for the Cox outboard yeah, yesterday. How'd that go? A little slow, but mm-hmm. here's the deal: um, the 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 folks that wanted to come down there were, I mean, they they stayed there for 30, 40 minutes asking questions about the engine, about the boat. Yeah. Um. So had had a um, one of one of our listeners. His name is Hi. And actually took a took a ride with High, and it was it was fun. It was it was it was a good day, beautiful. How day. do you spell High? H H, it's either H Y. I think it's H Y. Cool. Me. Yeah, yeah. So re- really really good guy, and um and then and then had some had some mechanics come down and talk about the engine. Well, they and were stuff. probably curious. Yeah, about they're very yeah. curious about you know. So it, it um it was more of the meet and greet, and and people wanted to. Sit on the boat and talk about the engine. I mean, they they weren't really interested in going for a ride, but I was. He wanted to go for a ride, so it was good. Jeff, thanks for asking. Oh, good, and uh, just a good morning to Casey. Okay, Casey is uh, Crooked River State Park. She said good morning from our favorite spot. She's got a little tent that's posted underneath the nice. uh, LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. So good morning, and uh, and then uh, by the way, you need to tell Harold because I meant to give Harold an outdoor show. Sticker. sticker. Oh yeah, you, you forgot. And we forgot about it before we got out of there down there at uh, oh gosh, Whalen Bay Marine down there with Chad yep. and his guys, and we've got a Kirby Co. Oh yeah, Builders Cooking Tip of the Week coming up. That uh, was BJ. 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 And we might as well go ahead and do it now. Sure. Because Paul, you like to eat good food, and so here we are. We're down at Whalen Bay Marine. And BJ's a mechanic, and he's and he's microphone shy, so he won't come on totally. the show. With like, us. like, 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 no way in hell are you dragging me in there to get on the radio? Like, we, like he hid <laughs> from us when we tried to drag him over to the microphone. So we went to him after the the show. Mm-hmm. We go over there to to the bay in which he's working, and he's got a an outboard motor that he's got <clears throat> that he's circulating water through with this uh uh the no salt stuff in it to clean everything and besides and right there in the side of his bay he's got a he's got a smoker going electric smoker Uh with the wood pellet grill going and inside he's got chris it's i mean chris i'm sorry you weren't there because it was some of the prettiest bacon wrapped stuffed jalapeno peppers Mm. that i have ever seen yeah right Yeah, and so when we got off the show, uh, you know, when when he said he was doing jalapeno poppers, I'm thinking like, yeah, just an appetizer type thing, right, you know, yeah. this that and the other. I mean, why, why aren't we doing something else? Out you know? of the box into the microwave, dude. You could eat like two of these, and you were like, oh my god, they nice. were so good. Nice, <laughs> yeah. So it anyway, was, it's yeah. going to be a Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week coming up, but I'm but I'm here to tell you that. He said, look, it's going to be a little bit while, a little while. And I said, I ain't going anywhere then. I'm staying right here until them babies are done. And he had them seasoned up and everything. And, and, and we're going to give everybody the recipe. I think it's going to be next week's Kirby Co. Cooking Tip of the Week. Mm-hmm. But it was it was so freaking good. It was. And he had some that were stuffed with regular cheese. And then he had some that were stuffed with the cracked cheese, mm-hmm. the 
the palmetto, pimento cheese, mm-hmm. pimento cheese, and the seasoning. And it was thick cut bacon, and it was just a just a <laughs> teeny bit crispy on the outside. I I think I ate like four, mm. and they were, they were so, so good. Jealous. I could have eaten like six, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't yeah. want to be a glutton right. and eat everybody's. Yeah, because there weren't that many. No, yeah. there wasn't that yeah. many. But yeah, but, uh, well, stay tuned to next week because the the seasoning that he used on that was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, really good. We used it last night. Did uh, you? Yeah, Carrie did a uh, pork tenderloin, and she put that seasoning on it. Oh my God, it's good. It was, yeah, it's mm. it's 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 amazing. Really it's good stuff. Yep. Well, I can't. I got I got to say a big shout out here before I forget about it because I know we're we're coming up on. Uh, another break uh-huh. but uh yesterday was my son's birthday oh and i know oh. he might be listening this morning and kyle happy birthday yeah happy you birthday your mom and i real proud he's the big three six Ooh, 36 36 oh my gosh really 36 36 wow so uh so i thought we were going to do it next week but we're not we're actually doing that cooking tip today so uh folks go to our uh social media pages and here's your kirby co builders Cooking tip of the week, Kirby Co. Build is industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior, and finishing on both commercial and residential products. And while we're on the same lines of happy birthday, uh-huh. Miss Kirby Co. recently had a birthday. Okay? So happy birthday, Miss Jan. Mm-hmm. Okay, Miss Kirby Co. Yeah, happy birthday. Mm-hmm. She had a, a great birthday. And, uh, and Can I add one more? You're not allowed to tell right. the age, age for a yeah. woman. Yeah, well, um, my granddaughter. Turned five. Five. Yep. yep. Awesome. But Cora turned five this this week, so happy birthday to her. Very, very cool. So go to our Facebook and our Instagram page and check out BJ's bacon-wrapped jalapeno peppers. The uh, the seasoning that he used, it's called Honey Hog Barbecue mm-hmm. by Meat Church. Right. And the best part about that is, is that the seasoning flavor, and you know how I'm a big fan of the Blues Hog Sweet and Savory. It's kind yep. of along the lines of yep. that, but yeah, it's got a, a little one. bit of sugar in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that little bit of sugar gives it a little sweetness on the outside, but also with that little bit of sugar, it gets a little caramelized on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of crispiness right. was added because of that just little hint of sugar in the in the seasoning. Uh, can, can I give a little, uh, maybe give his secret out? Uh, so, so Carrie was... Yeah. Carrie, I mean, she just loved the jalapeno poppers. She's like, there's something. So anyway, yeah, because you was, took them home. I, yeah, I took them home. So she she they had me, home she had me. me call Sorry, BJ. Tara. Yeah, and, and and she's like, I, I want the recipe. So what he did, he said, he, he put the that that honey hog barbecue on the outside, like uh-huh. you talked about. Yep. But he also mixed it in the cheese. Oh, in the in the palmetto well, cheese. Yeah. Stuffed in the peppers. Yeah, that's pretty uh-huh. smart. Yeah, yeah, very smart. Yeah. So just so you know. Yeah, and if you look, you can see that uh, the picture that we took, that mm-hmm. Pit Boss barbecue pellet grill, okay, that Gordon is so envious of, those pellet grills, is literally <laughs> right beside the boat that's recirculating the water through the power head and the lower unit. Mm. I mean, it's it's tremendous, and we got pictures there of the jalapeno poppers. and working all day having to smell that. Yes, I mean, absolutely. That's <laughs> crazy good. Mm. Crazy good. So uh, next time – BJ is cooking down there. Mm-hmm. I'm going. So okay. tell Chad that we'll come down there and do remotes and help him sell boats again. 
as long as BJ's cooking. Well, we, absolutely. We sold a few boats that weekend, too. We sold a bunch yeah. of them. All right, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter Moore with Jeff Logman, Captain Kirk Waltz, Captain Kevin Favor, and Mr. Paul Dozier of the Old School Kingfish Shootout. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, presented by Duck Duck Rooter, Jeff Logman, Captain Kevin Faber, Captain Kirk Waltz, and Mr. Paul Dozier from the Old School Kingfish Shootout, which is coming up on hey, June 10th. Mm-hmm. By, by the way. And Chris. I'm here too. Yeah. Yeah. And Chris. Justin Mobley is my buddy from Ring Power that caught that fish, and it, I just had a... A brain fart? A brain fart. But, um, Imagine I'll, that. I'll, also, really? I, mean, I have them daily. Last year, Justin, Justin caught a... Um, about a about a 28 30 inch snook with me oh, last wow. year and I, and I thought when, when I was fishing with a cork you know and, and live shrimp and I, th- I thought he had a big trout and it was a it was a snook and it was beautiful fish absolutely beautiful so good stuff and by the way he's a big time hunter Jeff he's got property up near us Is that his, right? him and his dad yeah they got like 400 acres nice yeah yeah very nice so uh Paul with the old school kingfish mm. shootout um, we've talked about the top prize. We've talked about the Nimnik Lucky Fish. What is Lucky it Ticket, yep. Lucky mm-hmm. Ticket Fish. <laughs> and uh, the Two Tit Mice Vodka, the Ladies Calcutta, and also the uh, their sponsor in the picture coming in off of the pier. Okay, let's say somebody doesn't win. Okay, what, uh, what what's the prize structure on everybody else that's got uh, a couple hundred dollars in a dream? Yeah, well, second place is ten thousand dollars cash. Uh, cash. Cash. Yep, yep. Second wow. place is ten thousand bucks. Uh, courtesy of Dreamfinder Homes, they've stepped up and helped us out this year. Um, we have a Garmin package of some cash for third and fourth uh, place. A full package, a radar, a sounder, a nice twelve-inch display. Ooh, uh, I love. Awesome. I, I, I've just been a. I've been a fan of Garmin. I know everybody likes their own thing. But I tell I mean, you what, though, Garmin is a no-brainer. I, it's simple. It's simple. Stupid. Easy. I've had it all, and uh, they're all they're all pretty good. Uh, Simrad's good. Garmin is just more dependable. I think that Garmin is. Mm-hmm. And for somebody like me, Paul, that's many updates. It's, it's not. It's not so hard to use. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Kiss. You don't have to read the manual. No, <laughs> you don't. I don't You're like right. You're right. Manual. All you got to do is start pushing buttons on yeah. Garmin. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't tell you the last time I read a manual, but uh, no. yeah, Garmin's great to us. We're grateful. And then uh, fifth on is cash. You know, I believe I believe tenth or tenth place is. I, I'm sorry for not knowing this. Hold on, I'll text. I'll text Lauren. Yeah, she's 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 bringing me the kids. She's on the way. So yeah, yeah, right. You might you we, we might actually get a celebrity uh, guest. All uh, right. appearance here. You get the important in. one in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in, in the. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, it's twenty fifth place is five hundred dollars. Right, didn't know that's that. fantastic. So, uh, yeah, we're 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 lucky to have a, have great sponsors that help us out with all our our tournament but uh the uh uh the captain's meeting i know that you would the way you've done it has been great because you know people obviously don't want to all be there at one time and it's a it's a kind of a it's a convenience captain's meeting that you guys have where it's, it makes it easy for people to come and get their stuff but the uh the party the awards ceremony and everything on sunday morning okay on sunday morning mm-hmm. which 
in years past, you've always had things that have been kind of special for those that are, that have to be there. Right. Well, that's the beauty of the lucky ticket is you grow, draw more of a crowd. You uh-huh. have to be present to win. Yeah, oh, so so lucky. you got to be there on Sunday right. to be this lucky ticket winner. If you're not there, what happens? We draw it again, buddy. We, <laughs> Kevin's doctor friend. Uh, <laughs> Dr. Carrasco. Sure, sure, sure did uh, did that. Ouch. He wasn't there the first year. <laughs> I believe that was a side by side. It was, yeah. and it was yeah. going to be mine. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah. yeah, he didn't Doc. have any use for it. That gummit. So, tenth uh, place is two thousand cash okay. uh, in the yeah. old school, and we also have pay five or more places in junior and lady angler. You know, we we've got a junior angler division and a lady angler division, and every. Junior angler is going to get a, a a junior angler captain's bag this year. Good. So there's no there's no extra registration for junior and lady anglers, and there's a separate payout plus the two tit mice, uh, lady angler Calcutta. So, uh, and we've also got a junior lady angler prize. Uh, Johnny Casera and Blue Blue Water Construction has come up with a crazy prize package for the top. Junior Lady Angler is a, a Universal Studios weekend with hotel and food money and wow. gift cards. Just crazy stuff. How nice so, is that? Very nice. Very, very nice. You know, so many people want to support Lady and Junior Anglers, and, and it's very important. This tournament is truly amazing how many families fish together because it doesn't break the bank. It's, mm-hmm. it's $250 to enter. You're entered in all these Lady and Junior Angler categories. There's no extra fee for Lady and Junior Anglers, so... It, it, everybody gets together and has a good time. The ladies, Calcutta though, that's yeah, that's a hundred dollars. Make sure, yeah, twenty five percent of that's going to go to uh, the Two Tip Mice Foundation. So, uh, was, which is a great thing. Yes. Great conversation I had with uh, Ron Poindexter on the boat this week, and and he 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 was part of the old school kingfish crowd, mm-hmm. and 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 Paul will attest to this is that you know where we came up with with Mary Fishmas was the Kingbuster. Kingbuster every year was the first tournament. Yeah. And and, and dude that, that that captain's meeting mm-hmm. at that started at seven o'clock. We were all there at five o'clock. And it was and not very many people left before midnight. Must have been some goodies being given out. Oh remember Randy Nader would always take the top of O. C. White's after the captain's meeting was over, we would all go up to the top of O. C. White's which was across the street and it was it was so much fun, and, and 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 Paul, thank you for for saving me now because you do two different um, captains meetings, and I go to the first one, I get my stuff, and I leave. But that's not the way it was in the old. I mean, remember the remember the the, the Greater Jacksonville, the captains meeting for that thing was a party. It was it was, it was huge. It was such uh, a the King Buster in particular yeah. was such a big deal. It was such a honor and privilege to I was able to get my boat Mr. Workman would give me a slip on that dock and, yeah. and you felt like you won the tournament just having your boat on the on the dock at the city yacht pier <laughs> and it was absolutely awesome I mean back then with all the boats and the, everybody was in the same place and and it was just it was just uh that's 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 kind of my childhood it wasn't right. really my childhood but it was my early 20s and Right. That was it, man. You King Buster. I I just remember just being so excited to fish the King Buster, and we were leading a tournament uh, with my dad in the Bahamas. We were leading, and I flew home on the lay day to fish the King Buster. And we were leading a, the Treasure Cave Blue Marlin tournament, or <laughs> and I flew home to go king fishing. That's how important it was to yeah. me. That was it, man. 
And, and yep. I mean, if, if it, it was called the King Buster 400 for a reason, it was 400 boats. 400 boats and if match. you weren't in by January, you weren't getting, you were going to be on the waiting list. Man. Yeah. I mean, it was hmm. good old days, but that's where old school came from. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that's what we did. I mean, I, I, I can remember sitting there talking to Dave Workman and, and Don Coombs because they always made fun of me because I just went out to the sea buoy and it, I was always the last boat out and just put them out. You know, that's where I went. Some of some of the names that you guys mentioned that have been around king fishing and fishing for a long period of time. I know we lost somebody in the fishing community earlier this year. Um, I believe we lost another one this week. Yeah, so we, well, we lost Dennis Goldstein earlier, and then we lost uh, Captain Chuck Stearns this week. Mm-hmm. Which is which is tough. He was he was Chuck was a good good friend of Paul and I's, and uh, he was he was a damn good fisherman, and he was he was he was a great charter captain. And uh, also, we need to send well wishes to Captain Guy Spear. Um, he had a heart attack on a charter this week, and uh, he's still in the hospital, so he's having surgery on Monday. So. Okay, T- tough week on a charter. Captain. Yeah, <laughs> thoughts Ooh. and prayers with everybody. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely, Ab- absolutely. You know, that uh, it's pretty neat how the fishing community can be so tightly knit. Yes. And that, you know. Uh, Agreed. It's so competitive when you fish the tournaments. But at the end of the day, you're rooting for all the other guys oh, yeah. that you're fishing with. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, I think that's the beauty of, I, I, I of mean, this community that we're talking about. I, I, and I mean, especially, I mean, Paul, you grew up king fishing. Yeah. I mean, Look, if you don't win, I mean, you'd like to win and you want to win, but if you you probably got, and you guys probably have, if you had to put a number on how many people you know really well that you would be fired up if they won, 40 people? Yeah, probably, yeah. I, I mean, mean, you always want your buddy to do well. And yeah. You always want to, I mean, I want to beat you. If we're fishing the beach tomorrow, I want to catch more than Kirk or, or <laughs> Kevin. But, but let me just say this about this fishing community. This is the truth. You get in trouble out there. You want that fishing community. That fishing community will help you. It doesn't yep, that's matter. That's right. If you're if you're an enemy, if 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 you if you think I'm a jerk or I think you're a jerk, if you're in trouble out there, we're going to help. Right. It doesn't matter. It, well, that's it, how it's supposed just, to be. That, that, you that look is. Look at you after each other. You that know? is. That is. I mean, we've we've had close calls and and you know people stayed up on the radio till midnight making sure we got in right. and you know mechanical failures. And you know it's that that is what this fishing community is about, and every fishing community. I think I, I don't think it's just here, but everywhere. You yeah. know, people look out for each other, and that's that's what's so great about it. Um, so speaking of fishing communities, um, there was a sentencing for the uh, what a walleye tournament fisherman. I thought we already had that. Yeah, we talked about it last I, week. I, I, I uh, did. You guys tell what the what the sentence was? Yeah, it was weak, weak. I was yeah. weak, weak, yeah. weak. Yeah, it's terrible. Ten days. They'll never, they'll never go. They'll the never get a The community will again, take though. care of them. I got ten days. Anyway, yeah. I, 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 my react. I just want to make sure that my reaction was not unique. And then I no. saw the sentencing. I'm like, what? Yeah, it was are terrible. you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, the worst sentence that they're going to have is something that's not spoken. Which, yeah, the scarlet letter is something they'll wear the rest of their they're lives. They're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you bet. They're that's, done. That's sad. Nobody in the fishing. They're they are no longer a part of the fishing community. No, no. So done. Well, Bye, boys. Yeah. See ya. And yeah. all right, uh, with that, let's. Uh, Let's go to the phone lines and bring up Top Gun. I feel the need for speed. Good morning, What's Top going Gun. On, boys? Good morning. Hey, Bull. Hey, Bull. Hey, buddy. How you doing? 
Good. Has anybody called you that since I gave you that nickname? Uh, that's the first time I ever heard it, buddy, in my whole life. Oh, I kind of like it. Bulldozer. I like it. That's the first. No, I, I, I can't believe. That one. I think I might have got that one the first time in VPK. I can tell you this. <laughs> I can tell you this, Paul. If if somebody had thought of that way back in the day, uh-huh. it w- that's what you, you would be called right now if somebody thought of that back in the day. And Top Gun, that's actually pretty smart. I mean, I, I got to say, Top Gun, that might be one of your best lines ever is the nickname for Paul. Bulldozer. Well, I think it's a good one. I do, too. Hey, um, I got a question, a couple of questions, actually. Uh-oh. Uh, first of all, first of all, congratulations to Dylan. Uh, what a great kid. Yeah. And uh, and also, congratulations to your brother and his son graduating. Yep, Landon's Always good, good to graduate. But... In reference to your brother, is that your real brother? That is my real brother. Okay. Next question. Is he younger or older? He is uh, about three and a half years older. Okay. Same parents? Same parents. Correct. And and last question. Were you born in the same neighborhood? Uh, pretty much, yes. Uh, how come y'all don't sound anything alike? Nothing well, alike. <laughs> Nothing. I don't get it. The milkman. I can I can tell you top gun. Milkman. <laughs> no, no milkman involved with that. But uh, you know, three and a half years apart. You know, and he was a great example for an older brother to have because he was you know great in sports, really good in school, and set set a strong example. And uh, but the worst part about having him as an older brother, he was a mean son of a gun. Now, I mean, he used to, you know, you yeah. Know, but people didn't mess with you because they didn't want to mess oh, with Scott. Oh hell no, no. Oh, I've no. heard some stories. Yeah, oh, yeah. You didn't mess oh, with Scott. Yeah. Nobody messed with Scott. You yeah. know, and mess, I mean, when he get punched out, nobody could put uh, put the face down on the carpet and give you rug burns except for he'd give it to me. <laughs> you know. Yeah, the neighbors shouldn't mess with him. Man, when mom and, when that, we were younger and mom and dad left for the night, it was, it was flat-out cruelty. Right. That, that explains a lot. <laughs> well, he might not know a lot about fishing, but he's high on my list because I bet you he can shoot down some commies. Love it. Oh, my gosh. Commies? Love it. Well, I can, I can tell you, Top Gun... <laughs> He, he could. He uh, what he actually. What books have you been reading, man? He, he got his training in the in the Air Force, and so the cool. first planes that he flew uh, outside of training, he was an A ten pilot. He flew yeah. the Warthog. Oh, a Thunderbolt. Oh wow. Yes, the A ten Thunderbolt yes. uh, Thunderbolt Warthog. The Warthog, the bad, the bad, and uh, bad so yeah. I mean, when you talk about big guns, I mean that thing had that Tommy yeah. gun mounted on the front, right? Mm. Yeah, right in the nose, and that thing might have been. Uh, that that's the plane that's the low altitude tank killer that's yep. designed to take right. a lot of bullets. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. And he flies now for FedEx. So. <laughs> nice. Does he fly an A10 for FedEx? Yeah, no A10s yeah. in FedEx's yeah, fleet. <laughs> Coming in hot, boys. If, if you got to get your package in, into that right. bunker, yeah. yeah. I true. hope he's not in that same plane that. Um, uh, what's his name flew in in that movie Castaway. Hope he's not in that plane. Uh, I'm with you. <laughs> what's his name? Um, you mean t- Tom Hanks? Tom Cruise? Tom Hanks, yeah. yeah. yeah Tom, Tom Hanks. <laughs> Tom Thumb. Well, look at here. This um, blonde oh. um, is going to the mall 
to meet uh, her girlfriend to go shopping. So she gets there and she goes into the mall. She's all dressed up. She's got on this mini skirt. And um, her um, friend says, uh, uh, what took you so long? She says, you're never going to believe what happened. I pulled up in the parking lot. And when I got out of the car, this guy next to me says, I'll give you $50 if you do a handstand. And uh, she said, I've got now I've got like $50 extra shopping money. And he didn't know that I was a gymnast in college and I could do that. And her girlfriend said, uh, don't you know that he just wanted to see your panties? And she said, you think I'm stupid or something? Before I did it, I took them off. LTS, baby! <laughs> Good gosh, top gun. Come on, man. You got to get another book. All right. No, <laughs> get into the back that. of that book. You need that was another fantastic. Chapter. No, man. No, I loved it. Uh, loved it. Oh, stop it. That was good. All right. As long as Chris liked it. I yeah. liked it. I, I laughed too. Yeah, there you go. All See, right. Let's take a break. Bull we, liked it. We come back and we'll have uh, weather, <laughs> we'll have a tides, and we'll uh, have a little conversation also with Bulldozer about the old school kingfish shootout right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter. Jimmy. Now, did you notice? Did you notice what's different? No. What's it missing? A guitar. Yeah, the guitar's out of it. This is another one of those where they split the sound up, like yeah. the Tom Petty song. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy's on the other side that's gone out of this one. It's cool, though. I like it. I mean, there's... The magic of Jimmy too, man. is the guitar. The yeah. soul. We get it, Chris. I like it. <laughs> hey, everybody's sitting there listening. That's exactly. right. So I'm going to keep playing it. All right, let's do a weather in the tides. Weather brought to you by the Bearded Pig, the best barbecue in Jacksonville, period. And if you haven't been there, try the Frito Pie, just a suggestion. And you can either get the brisket or you can even, you know, if you're looking counting calories, you can substitute their smoked turkey into that Frito pie because I can tell you the bearded pig smoked turkey is like the hidden gem. Well, if you're eating Fritos, that's low pig. fat. I can tell you that. Well, if you're looking to save a little bit because of the Fritos. Get, no, they have a salad. They have really nice salads. You can get that meat put on top hey, of the salad. no salad at the Bearded Pig. Well, they with, with, they with, look good, with, though. When, when I went in there, I bought like two pounds of the smoked turkey. It's yeah. so good. It is so good. It is so good. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What you got weather-wise? Today, the rest of the day, northeast winds 10 to 15, seas 3 to 5 with 9 seconds. Tonight, southeast, it's going to switch, go 5 to 10. Hopefully tomorrow, southeast winds 5 to 10, seas 2 to 3. I would love that. Monday, northeast, coming around again, one more time, 5 to 10, 10 to 15 in the afternoon, seas 3 to 3 feet, 6 seconds. And then you got Tuesday, northeast, going to get a little stronger, 15 to 20, increasing to 20 to 25. What Oof. the heck? Oof. Another northeast blow. And yeah. then Wednesday, Northeast winds 15 to 20 seas, 5 to 6 feet. Ugh. It, it's, Sporty. It's a 
It has not been a good year for charter captains. No, it's been a low wind. I mean, we had the perfect weather <laughs> yeah. in March, yeah. and we didn't have the fish. Now yeah. we got the fish. We can't get to the fish because right. of the weather. I couldn't yeah. even get out there yesterday. No, I, I, I heard fished it was the southeast yesterday. hole, and it was brutal. Yeah. All right, Tide Port brought to you by Angie Subs, the best sub shop in Jacksonville. Today at Mayport, the Bar Pilot Dock, uh, 9.59 a.m. is the high tide, which is uh, in about 10 minutes. That's a 4.23 3.30 this afternoon is going to be low tide. That's a point one eight. Tomorrow in the morning, 10.43 a.m. is your high tide. That's a 4.08. 4.13 tomorrow afternoon is your low tide. That's a point zero two. And that's your tides report brought to you each and every week by Angie Subs. Uh, Paul, when you are at the old school Kingfish shootout, when you and Lauren are trying to figure out exactly the date for the tournament, I mean, with an inshore tournament, you're factoring in tides, like the El Chipo. You're trying to get a good tide, trying to get a good moon. Does that factor in at all with kingfish tournaments, or is it, hey, look, this is the time of year we know they're going to be there, so this is when we want to do it? Well, we, we're going to have our tournament the second Saturday of June. Is kind of our, Every year. Yeah, that's kind of what we've settled on. Yeah, We think it's uh, the second kingfish tournament of the year, but it's early, and everybody's excited and the odds of having a thermocline that early in the season are not very good later in the year a lot of times. Now, I was I will say tides, I believe, has a little bit of an effect on the fishing. I like fishing high tide, high incoming tide uh, on the beach. Cleans the water up, seems to clean the water up a little bit, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Uh, around inlets, the start of the outgoing tide, you know, the, the guys fishing around uh, Fernandina and fishing around the Chum Hole and whatnot, they'll like a yeah. high outgoing tide, I would say, would be the prime time. I agree with you, Paul. You're uh, right. To answer your question, yes, you 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 can't you can't put the date different, but as a fisherman, you're considering all of the factors yeah, I, I, which I'm, tides I, I, included. Okay, you know, absolutely. I mean, if I want to fish Batanzas, I have a certain tide that I like to fish. If I want to fish Saint Augustine Inlet, I have a certain tide. If I want to fish Captain's House, so that's how you make your plan. Okay, I, I do plan my day around the tide. You know, I mean, interesting, it, but, but it, it and according to. Um, you know, like we're talking about water clarity, you know, that, that, that high incoming tide, where do you want to be at, at that time? You know, I mean, it, here, here's something else I wanted to ask because, uh, the way in is in St. Augustine. Do you have to bring your fish in by boat or can you bring your fish in via a vehicle? Now you can bring your fish, uh, by truck okay. uh, via vehicle. Um, fishing is until three o'clock. Lines are in at seven, lines out at three, and you have to be to the Volano Pier, however which way you make it there, by 5.30. Okay. So okay. We give people plenty of time to come in if they're up in Fernandina or down in Ponce Inlet to drive their fish up. You know, if you catch a nice fish, uh, you know, if there's a bad wreck or something, it's just tough luck. So right. you, you, I would advise come on in, you know, yeah. especially if you're going to get in the truck. Uh, or if you catch a big fish at the last minute, instead of yeah. bring that thing in the boat. You can come in the river, run up the ditch, whatever you want to do. Yeah, you can't but, win if you don't weigh the fish. That's right. That's like, if you catch one way up in front of you, you don't. Say, Kirk? I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you don't bring it to the wayside, not, you know, you don't, I'm you feel, don't I'm win. Feeling a, sheep's head something? Or, I, 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 I'm, I'm yeah. talking fishing, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Just, 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 just charter fishing. Yeah, charter yeah. fishing. Thank and, you, Kevin. And, Thank and, you. And, and, and by the way, uh, make sure you get into Calcutta. 
too. Which account? Yeah, you got to get yeah. an account. Though. Yeah, you got to get an account. You know how, how much is a Calcutta? Hundred bucks. Hundred bucks. Old school. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Hundred dollars, and the the guy that won the Calcutta first place won just under twenty thousand last year in the Calcutta. <sighs> no kidding. Just for a hundred dollar bet. That's a that's a good bet. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to think about that. Yeah, I I, I was fishing uh, two years ago, and uh, my neighbor, neighbor Joe, right? We went. He went with registration with me. I picked him up at his house and. We're walking out, and I go, did you get to Calcutta? He goes, no, nah, I'm not going to do that. I go, what's your boat number? He's like, like 520. Okay. I'm like, well, I'm putting your 100 bucks in. <laughs> and he goes, no, 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 you don't need to do that. I'm like, dude, I'll pay for it. I, I'll, I'll take the chances for your $100. Yeah. I mean, seriously. Okay. I'll split it with you. Yeah. No, I ain't splitting no, it with him. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm putting in the boat 520. That's I mean, right. If, I mean, you if don't want it, you yeah, will. Yeah, absolutely. He ended up getting into Calcutta, but – you can't – don't get in a tournament and not get in the Calcutta. I agree. I did it one time, and it's – Jeff, have you ever done that? No. I'll, I'll regret it the rest of my life. <laughs> no, I've never, I've never made dumb. that mistake. You've never made that mistake? No. Before? Oh, okay. No, no, the, no, guy no, that, no, the, no. The, the guy that won last year wasn't in the Calcutta. <laughs> oh, no, oh. he was not. No kidding. Oh. But, but it's not because he was being cheap or anything. Right? He, he, just says, he just says every time he gets in the Calcutta – he doesn't catch anything, and when he doesn't get in the calculator, so he does well. It was a superstition. It was a calculated. It was a totally calculated. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Understandable. A lot Fisherman. of people are superstitious, Holy man. Yeah, I, I got it. Too, you know, I got so. it. Live and learn, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Live yeah. and learn. Yeah. And watch, him, watch he'll get into the Calcutta this year, and then he'll, he'll draw blanks. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he doesn't get in it. No, he probably won't. But, I don't blame uh, him. I wouldn't yeah, get it. Yeah, if he wins the tournament. If I won it last year, I wouldn't get into it this year. I mean, if I won last year without being into the Calcutta, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. But Kevin will buy it. What's his name? What's his Ryan name? Ryan Right. I'll buy it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just don't tell him. We'll yeah. take it. Yeah, we, we, we need a wager board is what we need, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that allowable? I don't know, buddy. We, we're getting a little... Uh, That's we got to get the fine print on get, the tournament get, get rules. A little more to the director over there. The yeah, 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 tournament committee's here. here. Favors going up to Lauren after there. Yeah. Everybody's checked in and yeah. said, all right, how many uh, have not gotten into yeah. the Calcutta? Yeah, yeah. All right, yes. Kevin's going down the list, and he says, nah, he sucks. He's not any That's good. Right. I'll take, yeah. No, I'll take him. I'll, I'll take, take him. him. I'll take him. Damn right. Not him. I don't know him. He doesn't fish. Here's 600. That sounds like something fresh out of The Sopranos. I'll take care of Guido's 21 right there. I'll take that one. And uh, he did not take that uh, one, too. <laughs> That's classic. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to So at what date does the does the fee go up? Uh, June 1st. So mm. uh, there's no reason to wait. The the enter of 250 bucks from now until May 3rd, 31st. And uh, then it goes to 350 until June the 9th. And June the 9th is $400 on the day of. So. Um, go ahead and register. We're just the fish are here, the baits here. There's, well, there's that's, I was going to say, I know for a fact there were fish caught on the beach yesterday. Yeah, I just went to the website and I just I didn't know the, the website exactly, so uh, I just guessed and I typed in www.oldschoolkingfish.com. Bam, there it is. I got it. Mm -hmm. There it is. I got it. And right there on the home page is a beautiful 21 foot yellow fin bay boat. With a Yamaha 200 horsepower with an Ameritrail trailer, $105,000 value. That's a stepped hull boat. Yep. This is a stepped That's hull a boat. dream boat right there for it's a lot of people. It's a, it's a fantastic boat. I mean, you know, we've done this three years. I think it's worth noting the first year, a, a husband, wife, and son. Yeah. Wasn't that uh, and awesome? a 19-foot polar uh, skiff won the tournament. Wow. The second year, a grandfather and grandson in a bay boat. Won it. the tournament, and last year a, a 
a couple guys in a little bit bigger boat won the tournament, but anybody can compete. Anybody can compete. Hey, it's truly Let me ask you this school. before before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steenatchee River Club, uh, obviously a sponsor of ours. Uh, by, by the way, Carrie and I are going over there for three days next week. Nice. Going over there fishing. Um, they've talked about doing a kingfish tournament over there. Do they I, – I, I haven't talked to very many guys over there that kingfish. I mean, obviously, you know, there's there's a fish – Tournaments out of Tampa. Mm-hmm. Um, do they do they have much kingfishery in St. They do. They okay. do. Um, so Chester's talked to me about that. Okay. Um, the problem, not not really the problem, but a lot of it is like anything else. Their best fishing is in the spring and the fall. Winter. So I mean, uh, weather's uh, always weather's, weather's tough and hunting season and right. football season, right. and it, that's a that's a big obstacle. You know, yeah. The, the we like. Because we, you probably got to go pretty far of, offshore yeah, yeah. to kingfish there, correct? Well, they, I, I don't know that to be a right. fact, but I know in Cedar Key at times they catch the fish right out there, you know, 30 feet of water. Okay. Isn't too far. No, yeah, no, no. That's, yeah, that's not I, I, 15, 17 miles. I, I, don't, I don't know. Okay. All right. I was just curious. But yeah, they've talked about it. There's a couple tournaments over there, but. Um, I mean, hell, when we fished in Tampa, guys were going to the middle grounds. That was yeah. like 90 oh, yeah. miles. Uh, they, yeah. They, yeah, there's suppose. guys going further than that now. Yeah. yeah they run, <laughs> they'll run to the Keys from Sarasota to fish. By the way, I, I was, uh, I'm still on old school kingfish.com. I click on, because there's a page when you, on your homepage, it says register now. You can do this all online. Oh, yeah. And, absolutely. And pay it and everything online. I mean, how simple is this? I mean... <laughs> Go ahead, really? Jeff. Yeah, Jeff, that kayak, you'll be looking <laughs> yeah. good. You just launch right up the Launch backyard. right from the house. Right, that's right. Yeah. Drive on down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it might be a bring little it, bit of an br- issue. Bring it in the uh, – <laughs> hey, we, we had a guy weigh a fish last year on a jet ski. I'm not kidding. Did he, you really? He entered a jet ski and weighed a fish. How cool is Dang that? He sure did. did. Was he trolling, do you know? Yeah, he was trolling. He wow. caught it on a uh, – what are you, a bally That's bus, cool. How about that? <laughs> hey, you never know. Level playing field. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Three could miles. troll uh, ribbon fish, right? Well, I, I mean, any kind I of dead bait. I was telling you... Paul, the guy that I talked to yesterday caught one on a dead cigar minnow. Popsicles. No kidding. On the beach. Oh, popsicles. And a nice fish, too. I saw the fish. Yep. So I was uh. like, well, sometimes we overthink things. You know, one of these days, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I need to I need to one day try to catch a yeah, kingfish from the kayak. You can just do to see if you can do it. Yeah, yeah easily. Uh, yeah. Jack Garnett. I don't know if you guys know Jack oh, Garnett. I know Jack, Jack, Jack well. catches them. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Roger Cross, my buddy Roger catches right. them. Right. Anyway. Hey, uh, thank you for coming Thanks, in, Paul. Paul. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your support as always. Yep, yep. Logaman, as usual, the Nimnik Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter also has some other fine sponsors. Wild West Guns and Gold, Shimano, Kirby Co. Builders, Whalen Bay Marine, Valentino Boats, Thick Pen Heating and Cooling, Strike Zone, Standard Feed and Seed, Ring Power to Cat Rental Store, LV Hires, Inc., Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Consignment Boat Sales, Coastal Equipment on New Kings Road, CNH Marine Construction, Atlantic Coast Marine, Angie Subs, Duck Duck Rooter, and of course the Nimnick family of dealerships, Buick and GMC on Phillips Highway, and Chevrolet on Cassett. Folks, remember anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Thanks, Chris, for Jeff Logman, Captain Kurt Waltz. Thanks, Paul, for coming in. Appreciate it. Y'all have a great weekend. See ya. See ya. See ya. Something crazy or silly or scary is happening or something just